0: can you be quiet please thank you welcome to pirate radio live how's everybody doing at the burlington uh, the, the, <laughs> i
1: have no idea what the f*** just happened east carolina girls are the best in the world booty, booty,
2: booty, booty, booty everywhere.
3: clip hey man good to see you brother
4: the superstitious bears the, the superstitious bears how about those freaking pirates It's-a me, and there's-a García. Go
0: Pirate Radio! Now live from the Pirate Radio studios in the heart of the Pirate Nation, here is your host, Clip Brock.
5: Welcome in to a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. Clip Brock here with you inside the Pirate Radio studios on another hot one here in Eastern North Carolina and another fun show coming your way. Right here on Pirate Radio Live on Pirate Radio 92.7 FM in Greenville, 104.1 in Washington. We are on 1250, 930 online, pr927fm.com. And you can watch the show on Facebook Live and YouTube. Be a part of the show there. We want to hear from you on this Friday. So we got a lot of guests to get to, but also time to talk to you uh, about pirate football what you're uh, excited about when it comes to the football season, what you're excited about when it comes to this weekend in the world of sports and uh, anything else that's on your mind here on a Friday. So we'll uh, interact with you, Facebook, YouTube. Give us a like and subscribe. Got up, uh, we were in the 20s on the likes yesterday on YouTube and, you know, we're in the hundreds of viewers every day. 20 should make that a a minimum to try to get to every day. So uh, hit the thumb and uh, be a part of today's program. All right, guest today, talked to Brian North about everything going on in the world of sports here locally and beyond coming up in about 20 minutes or so. Also in hour number one, we'll air my interview with Tyler Sneed. Talked to Tyler Sneed earlier this week. He is coming off a three-touchdown performance the Montreal Alouettes had three catches had three touchdowns in their loss over the weekend they got a bye week this week so we uh, caught up with Tyler we'll air that for you coming up in uh, about 45 minutes or so we'll have our weekly NFL chat with Tony Dunn the C3 podcast find out what's going on in Panthers land Uh, new day in Washington as they introduce the new ownership group so uh, we will discuss that as well and uh, also uh, the big news this week in the nfl i guess the big topic going around is running backs and long-term deals for running backs running backs not getting signed to uh, long-term deals and big deals on their their second contract right now you got the giants and saquon barkley squabbling you've got jacobs in vegas not getting a deal so uh, we'll discuss some of that with tony dunn coming up in hour number two also in hour number two Ryan Meadows, head coach of Pitt County Post 39. They are headed to the state championships and we will talk to Coach Meadows about that and uh, give you all the details on Pitt County Post 39 playing some championship baseball. In the third hour of today's show, the voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and Menji's Coliseum, Morgan Ehlers will join us to talk some football and more. And the Open Championship is going on and we'll talk to Mark Greenhelge about that and as we come to you here on the buccaneer music hall leaderboard presented by the buck chandler Honeycutt's here hey chandler the buck hey clipper thank you brian Harmon is in the lead at 10 under par i don't know who that is so i'll ask mark Greenhelch coming up in hour number three tommy fleetwood five strokes back in second place right now and you got some other names jason day is seven shots back at three under jordan spieth eight back at two under rory nine back at one under so a big lead right now for brian harman as they are wrapping up still a few golfers on the course but uh starting to wrap up the uh, second day of the open championship uh so we'll uh, have all that for you coming up mark greenhouse joins us in hour three shirley rhodes is here enter connor's back <laughs> we'll talk to him in a moment intern Dan aka Danny Beal, here on a Friday as well and uh brought it well'll have to talk to Danny too about his uh the sandwiches he brings in uh because he is getting his protein did he bring more he, he had a like a fat one today he's like, got two he says yeah he had a, a big old sandwich uh, he brought in today Micah Dennis uh, not here with us today but, but making news but making news and uh and very uh excited to tell you that Micah Dennis, uh, one of two women nominated for NCA Woman of the Year from East Carolina. So that is awesome. We've gotten to know, know Micah here this past week as she's interning with us, but uh, it will be... Micah Dennis and also Carson Parker, ECU women's soccer player, nominated for NCAA Woman of the Year. And I think what really spearheaded this was her Name That Sound win over Danny Beale yesterday <laughs> on Pirate Radio. You could have been male of the year for NCAA, Danny, hey, Dan, but Dan, you
1: missed out. <laughs> Sorry,
5: buddy. <laughs> could have been man of the year, but Micah Dennis knocked him off on Name That Sound and then here we are, but congratulations to Micah. Um, brings a... Uh, a pleasant attitude and a friendly smile to pirate radio, and yeah. she's a uh, natural behind the mic too. Yeah, she's very good. doing a very good job already, and she's just a weekend. Congratulations uh, to her! All right, um, Carson, what's up? Or Connor, sorry, uh, Carson Parker, Woman of the Year. Connor, going for Intern of the Year, although took a step <laughs> back the other yeah, day. I, I would say about four steps back. All but, I say, but he's back. The radio
1: should fear me. Just be careful. <laughs> Just be careful. I'm being very careful. I'm learned my lesson. I um all I gotta say is they should fear me. Like
5: I watch I'm glad, out. I'm glad to see you back. I was worried we weren't gonna see you again. My Good. dad
6: had a few choice words for me. He wasn't the proudest, um, which I can't really blame him. Not a proud dad moment. <laughs> yeah, I got that phone call at Lowe's and it was like, dude
5: did you get fired? I, was like, <laughs> I don't <yeah>. even know. <laughs> I guess you could say yeah. that. <laughs> I feel like it's the... I thought you uh, fired yourself. Like We didn't have a, any suspensions for you. We just didn't see you. For I got a sad. Yeah. I was really sad. I was like, "Am I, is this cancel? Am I canceled? You, you might have just got canceled. <laughs> oh, you got canceled. It happens that fast, you know? It does. Can't Hey,
7: cancel culture it's quick it moves quick and it hits you
5: like a truck i I feel like this
1: is a fbi situation like i feel like there's a van uh across the street in the five points plaza with guys in a van and they've got their headphones on and they're monitoring
5: this program just waiting for you to oh i'm wired one wired. you're bugged uh chad says welcome back mr connor so glad to to have you back here thank you it's nice it's awesome uh, to be back." Be yeah, back. and no uh, no cursing as of yet, so that's good. Let's keep it that way. I'm sweating over here. I'm nervous. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're good to go. Uh, Steve has smashed the like and then tells other fellas and fellettes to smash the like. Thank you, Steve. Chad said, are we going to have any slam ball talk today? League starts up tonight, 7 o'clock on ESPN. That is not on my to-do list. Slam ball. So slam ball is... What, you got the basketball goals set up and you got the trampoline court? And the goals are like way, way up high? Uh, Chad, no, but um, I don't know. Maybe I'll check it out tonight. I'll tell you what I won't be watching tonight. Avatar, The Way of Water, because I finally finished it last night. It took three nights and uh, finally finished it. And it was, it was a good movie. Pretty good. Have you watched any of the Avatars? I'm asking the wrong guy.
1: I was about to say, take, a, take another look
5: at me. <laughs> Does it look like I watch Avatar? No, it does not. Uh, But it it was pretty good. It was all right. Uh, Maybe some slam ball tonight. Something going on. Okay. Uh, Randolph says, good afternoon, fellas. Randolph. And Shirley Rose. Shirley Rose. Axel Rose. Every rose has its thorn. Every rose has its thorn.
7: If I could have a nickel for every time that my last name was spelled R O S E i could retire well
5: you got another nickel in the bank baby because uh randolph's got you covered how dedicated is Randolph? dedication he said i'm listening to y'all in the waiting room for a ct scan
1: yeah you know there's many people out there that before they are like if they're waiting to get a ct scan their last worry is about sports talk radio or digital broadcasting they're just worried about, hey, what what is what kind of result am I going to get after the CT scan? He is so dedicated to this program, to this station, to us, that he is listening
5: to us before getting a CT scan. So, shout out to Randolph. And uh, great respect to you. <laughs> great respect. Randolph, and great respect to Mike Schwartz and the ECU basketball team. You see they were out on the baseball diamond today? I did. I think it was more of the softball diamond. But, oh, is that what it was? Yeah. Now... Sometimes still photos are misleading. Like uh you see a, a player and their team is down forty five to nothing and there's a picture of him smiling. He may have been frowning upset the entire game and in that one moment Was Derek Anderson on their thing? Right. Like kinda a Derek Anderson moment where you catch him smiling when your team's getting killed. But it doesn't always tell the full story. And I bring that up because it was a picture of RJ Felton holding a baseball bat, and there's like three inches of space in between his hands. Man, <laughs> and and maybe that's not how he holds a bat and swings a, a bat, but in that picture it looked like it was. Hey, when we
1: tell you to choke up, we mean with both hands, RJ, <laughs> not with one. Uh, did you see that photo? I didn't. Let me see. If I, can pull I did it see real some quick. photos, but I must have like
5: looked over that one. Uh, but that made it look like. <coughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. He's about to go to town. He just looks like he's about to take He's about it, to go yard. Swing it as hard as he can. Now, with those arms, <laughs> he probably say. could, but that is not the ideal uh, way to hold your bat. So maybe we can get Danny oh, out there.
7: Oh, mercy. To, to, you seeing it, Shirley? Uh, yes. off yeah. Shirley. Is, don't look at that. Oh, no. Yeah. That is not how you hold a bat, Simon. Now, that is
1: before the stance. Maybe when he takes the bat right. up, maybe it's, it, it's it, deceiving. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe his it favorite... could
7: be. He could be, you know, in mid practice swing. Maybe
1: he's trying to decide: should I choke up or should I not? Maybe he's going to lay down a
5: bunt. Oh, a little
1: slap oh, bunt. maybe slap maybe, bunt. maybe
7: it was yeah, just before he slid his arm, his hand up to get behind the barrel.
5: Maybe he's a Kevin Euclid fan and just holds it funny. But... I just. I, I still to you this never day know. never understood
7: how Kevin could hit with the way he held that bat. It's a
5: still photo, so you cannot get everything, all the information, everything you need out of a still shot. So, and again, I'm not going to tell R.J. Feldman how to swing a bat. I'm not going to tell that man anything.
7: I'm just trying. Hey, Danny, come and look at this picture and tell me what Let's Coach get, Schwartz's pitch is. What he's what is he looking at there? Is he looking to throw uh, like a a slider? Or what 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 kind of pitch do I you think down, that grip Danny. is? Uh,
8: it looks like a slider, but almost, I mean, his hands aren't big enough to grip the softball. No disrespect. I did talk to him yesterday on the track, and we need to uh, get him for some BP, but I don't know. He does have some sort of grip. Yeah. yeah.
5: He's got a couple of. Uh, say, he's got the great respect like grip. Think <laughs> potentially slider. He's about to throw a great respect. Danny, any thoughts on. Uh, did you see the RJ picture? Any thoughts on oh, well, his batting, yeah. uh, the way he's got his hands there? What do you think?
8: That is a bold strategy, keeping your hands that far away from each other. Um, I don't really. It's quite the stance he's got going. I mean, <laughs> one would think that you know maybe hey, maybe it works for him. You I know, bet he still could hit it out of the park. For folks, you never know.
5: Yeah. All right. Good breakdown from uh, from Danny Beal and Softball Shirley, looking at the uh, Pirates on the the softball diamond today.
7: I would like to see additional pic- uh, pictures of other players. Uh, and how their batting stances looked.
5: Yeah, I need some video.
7: Yeah, we definitely need video.
5: But
1: you you know what we're seeing in those pictures? We're seeing them, one, playing softball. We're seeing a bunch of basketball players playing softball. We see a lot of basketball players smiling, having fun.
5: But we see chemistry being built. That's right, Chandler. On the softball diamond. Well said, sir. Very well said. Steve says he's listening to us from the grave. Thank you, Steve. Eric's listening to us from Guantanamo Bay. Thank you, Eric. Eric also said, Dang, Danny, much disrespect. <laughs> great disrespect to Coach Schwartz and his tiny hands. He didn't say that. See, this is what happens. Great disrespect. Great disrespect to your tiny hands basketball coach. He didn't say that, Eric. Don't take his words out of context. This is how they get you. They got you know got Connor last week. They're going to get Danny today. They're coming for everybody, man. They're coming for everybody, so just be careful. All right, uh, Chandler. Yo, let's get some. We we're saying a lot of words, a lot of letters, a lot of sentences, paragraphs. Let's talk. Some, need, let's talk numbers. We need numbers. Let's talk numbers. We need numbers, we need numbers and uh, before we talk
1: numbers, I need for Shirley to do a number. Mm. And I need her to back that fat truck up of hers. Back it up. Back
5: that baby up. Back
1: that fat truck up. Yes. Great respect to your fat truck. Much respect to your fat truck and it backing up.
5: What are we backing this thing up for?
1: We're backing it up for EC football. Because in 43 days... How many? 43 days...
5: 43?
1: 43 days away until ECU and the Pirate Faithful intrude on Ann Arbor's community. <laughs> We're intruding
5: on We're, their community? Yeah.
1: Their community's having fun. They're having a good old time. And here come the go Pirates. Blue.
5: Go Blue. Go Blue. Yay. Go Big Blue. Hey.
1: Get out of here. There was a hardware store in Clinton called Big Blue. Get out of here. Go, Big Blue. Here comes the Pirates, September 2nd, 43 days away until ECU and Michigan, who Phil Steele says that this is Jim Harbaugh's best team that he's going to put on the field. What does he know? In the six years he's been at Michigan. Phil who? Phil Steele.
5: How about Phil get real? Like,
1: Phil, you need to get real, brother. How about Jim Harbaugh's best team? How about, hey, Phil, chill? So, you know who's going to be able to see... Phil Steele's best team in the six years he's been in Michigan. That's the East Carolina Pirates, September 2nd, 43 days away until kickoff, and it's going to be an awesome year, but to kick off the year, we have to have a party. We have to have the party of the year. Yeah. We have to honor probably one of the best Pirates of all time, one of the best voices, In all of college football, in all of college basketball, he is the late, great Jeff Charles, and that is the Pirate Radio Football Kickoff Party. That is 45 days away until that. Uh, Chairman of the board... uh, Hold on.
5: uh, How many days away are we from kickoff? 43. Okay.
1: Oh, sorry. 41 days away until the Pirate Radio Kickoff Party. That is tough.
5: Yeah, Matt, look, we
1: wanted to talk numbers, but you've got to be able to deal with numbers, Only and I'm not able party to. party
5: on the Monday after the
1: Saturday oh, football God, game? that would be sickening. But 41 days away until the party of the year. Yes, it's back. It's the Pirate of Football Kickoff Party. We're honoring the, Je- uh, the the voice, Jeff Charles. 100% of the proceeds will go to the Jeff Charles Scholarship. And the chairman of the board is going to be performing at the State Theater. We have awesome sponsors helping us kick off the party. It's a great way to kick off the football season. Season, 41 way 41 days away until the Pirate of football kickoff party, 43 days away until ECU Michigan, all of that on the David Price construction
5: countdown to kick off david price construction specializes in commercial projects maintenance on facilities and large-scale residential renovations and additions you can call them today 919-291-5532 or visit online at davidpriceconstruction.com for all your commercial or custom residential and building needs david price construction run by ecu alum david price the proud ecu home services partner 43 are you telling me next friday will be at 36 and the friday after that 29 stop. the friday after that 22. stop 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 15 stop. 8 and 1 my goodness gracious
1: i got to i got to quit getting excited because i was talking to some trivia buddies about this the other day the closer we get the slower it's going to get to it because the the excitement builds my the excitement is i mean talking to Phil Steele yesterday has got me excited Telling the people out there that there's 43 days away until ECU football has got me even more excited. excited Telling the people time. That there's 41 days away until we party our behinds off at the State Theater with the Chairman of the Board honoring the voice Jeff Charles. Good gracious! Anytime I have to tell Shirley Rhodes to back that fat truck up mm. of hers, mm. it gets me excited.
5: Mm hmm. Mm hmm. 43 days, folks. 43.
1: 43 days
5: richard petty was that his car number anybody i hope so
7: richard if petty a,
1: you, okay you, you, all right you, let's good. go
5: racing we're good we're good all right uh jamie is listening from holden beach the holden beach inter, intra-coastal thank you jamie uh skip is here hey skip what's up
1: i'm here fellas here comes skip Chandler and the legend. Chad
5: says R.I.P. Tony Bennett. Uh, Tony Bennett. Tony Bennett, not the Virginia basketball coach, the old uh crooner. Yeah. The singer. 96. Great life for Tony Bennett. Um, I mentioned Skip a moment ago, Robert Skipper. Did you say Skip Holtz's name? He's in the hat for Northwestern. Now he's in the hat for I heard Rick Neuheisel talking about this today. This is not to be the head coach, this would be a special assistant to their the coach that they already have there. And a few names were Skip Holtz and Dave Wonstadt. Hadn't heard from him in a long time.
7: And Wonstadt reportedly turned that offer down.
5: And Rick Neuheisel said today that Skip uh, had turned it down in an interview I heard on, uh, he was uh, with DP. Uh, but Football Scoop uh, also had this information. Dave Wonstadt, let's see, was 71 years old right now. He coached your Dolphins back in the day, Shirley, I remember. Had the big mustache. I um, do remember that. Skip Holtz has also been reached out to. So they're trying to find somebody with you know some experience, somebody that can maybe rally the troops kind of. Somebody that's been in college football for a long time because it is a giant mess uh, right now at Northwestern. Uh, Skip Holtz. He'll just go in there and tell dirty jokes. Is Skip Holtz the best USFL coach of all time? Um, is he not undefeated right now? Or was he undefeated? Well, he's not undefeated, but he's won a couple championships. Why not say that?
1: Why not go ahead and put him at me at this moment? Skip Holtz, best USFL coach of all time.
5: Back-to-back back 8 09 at East Carolina. Back-to-back back with the Birmingham Stallions. In twenty two and twenty three, old Skip Holtz. All right, uh, let's see anything else. Uh, Gavin Williams on the bump tonight, folks. Yep. Can't wait. I'm going to try to go somewhere and watch that Guardians taking on the The Phillies. The Phillies. So uh, good luck to Gavin Williams. I saw Ariel Epstein, formerly of WCTI twelve, now working with everybody, including the MLB Network. Her uh, play of the day: Gavin Williams over four and a half strikeouts. I like that. So uh, let's get those K's, baby. Yes, Kirk Cousins. I like that. Jamie said, "Did June Jones do good in the USFL?" Oh, June Bug. I don't know, and I don't care. SMU coach. SMU, Hawaii coach. Hawaii. What NFL coach? Uh, what NFL team did he coach? June Jones. Yeah. Uh, was this, it the Texans? It, it's in your division, Chandler. The Saints. What? The Texans? No, it? Jaguars. No, they're also not in your division. Uh, Not Jaguars. Uh, I'm thinking of the other damn Florida team, Buccaneers. No.
1: There's only one left. The damn
5: Falcons. He was the head coach of the Falcons from 1994 to 1996. Huh. Huh so there's your factoid of the day try to teach you young and something every day well thank you 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 do teach me a lot you got it you got it buddy all right let's take a break we'll come back when we return brian north will join us on the pirate radio live line and uh we've got some wcti 12 news you see our buddy brett kennedy is leaving i did not man they they grow up and leave so fast you remember that time he
1: did that and that was awesome And And that that was awesome. And then that was awesome. And that was awesome. And then
5: Patrick Mahomes threw that touchdown in the Super Bowl, and that was awesome. What do you think about this news? Not awesome. Not awesome. Uh, We'll talk to North about that. We'll talk some football and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live back with you after this.
9: Feeling like I am in rusted shit.
0: you're listening to hour one of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by pirate water get ready to party pirates Go to DrinkPirateWater.com to find your new treasure. 21 and older only. Pirate Water. Why be yourself when you can be a pirate? Now, back to the show.
7: Welcome back. The Dickinson Avenue Public House is a lively and diverse restaurant in Greenville that uses fresh and local ingredients with influences of Creole, Asian, and upscale southern cuisine. The Dickinson Avenue Public House offers a seasonally rotating menu and a full-service bar with rotating craft brews on tap. Come to the intersection of 8th and Dickinson and enjoy Dollar Oysters Tuesday through Thursday from 530 to 7. For more details, check out DapHouseNC.com. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Cliff Rock.
5: Hey, with you, Power Radio Live. Shirley, I just got a new uh, ditty sent to me by Coach Udon Cheek.
7: Oh, nice.
5: The, uh, the artist of, you know, my heart is purple and gold among others
7: all the way down to
5: my soul so I'm going to have to get this to you we'll uh, we'll play it on the air but Coach uh, Cheek I'll have to get him on the show and uh, talk some ECU athletics and some music with him sometime soon but uh, good to correspond with him on this Friday and uh, all of you out there as well including Pike who has given us a like says we need to get the likes up I agree Pike let's get them up speaking of you Don Cheek track and field there might be a special guest out at uh aj mcmurphy's next week speaking of udon cheek track and field there might be a special guest at aj mcmurphy's next week would you like to share any other anything else no kurt Kraft might be here why is that um his son-in-law said he was going to try to get him out oh yeah so it's uh kurt Kraft's son-in-law is a regular now at sports trivia If okay, if if he can get out there, I might have a few track and field questions just in case he shows up for next Wednesday night. That'd be cool. Robert Matthews says, hello, my pirate radio compadres. Hello, Robert. Hey Robert. You cutting grass on this hot Friday? Stay hydrated, buddy. It's hot. All right, as we welcome on our next guest, Eric says, Clip, we need a new we need a weekly segment with Brian North called Do North. He could give us his latest dad hacks and dad advice. Not bad. Brian North joins us today on the Pirate Radio Live line. Hello, Brian. Flipper. You uh you got any dad hacks or dad advice for us today? Yeah.
2: Take your vacation without your kids, you get
5: a lot more done. All right. There's the <laughs> <laughs> this may not be the advice you're thinking of, folks, but North is gonna have some tips and tricks for you, including leave the kids at home. Yeah. All right. Do everything without your kids.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, not everything, but you know, I had to take a little trip up to the farm to help moms out, and uh, did it without the kids. Man, I'm able to get so much more done without having to yell at somebody every five seconds.
5: That's right. You're uh, you're in. Are you joining us from New York right now?
2: I am in the uh, great upstate, the the uh, 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 Valley, uh, the Champlain Valley. Yes, that's where I am.
5: All right. Well, uh, yeah, I appreciate you uh, joining us today. And, Brian, I saw some uh, saw a tweet today from Brett Kennedy that appears uh, he will be leaving WCTI 12 soon. Who? Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Next man up.
2: Or woman. Man up. Yep. He's not on scholarship anymore. Next
5: one up. Transfer portal. Did you D on him? Did you coach prime him and say, Brett, you're not getting it done? We're going to bring in somebody else.
2: Uh, we just, you know, we let him know what the transfer portal was all about, and if you might want to consider. <laughs> no, no, nah, nah, he found a pretty good job. that's more in line with uh, where he wants to live in the country. I don't know if he's released all the information. No,
5: he or hasn't. Or so, we'll, we'll, yeah.
2: But, but yeah, no, his contract had been up, and, they, and we thought he was going to sign an extension. And you know how life is; timing is everything. And right as he was about to sign that contract extension, he got a job offer at a place uh, a little closer to where he wants to be, and. And so it's just good timing for him, bad timing for us because we're getting ready to start football.
5: And, man, yeah, it seems like this happens quite a bit, right? Is it just when the the contracts are signed? This isn't the first time I've talked to either you or, or another TV sports guy in the area, and you're trying to bring somebody in just as high school and ECU football rolls around.
2: Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, sometimes when the contracts work, sometimes it's just, you know, hiring people, the TV business can be slow. Uh, they do contract extensions, so things always get messed up. There's never a really good time. You know, maybe the best time is going into summer, but there's never really a good time to lose somebody when you're trying to keep a consistent product going. But, you know, Brett's been a good, loyal uh, employee for, gosh, close to four years now, and has and done a good job for us. But, um, you know, it, it is what it is. It, it's a stepping stone job for a lot of people. And uh, if this is not what they want to be, we always – to get the most out of them and then wish them good luck and and hope their next endeavor is even better for them and we've trained them the right
10: way.
5: Brian, uh, another former WCTI employee, Chris Haymeyer, the voice of the campbell fighting camels uh apparently may have been in the running uh to be the next voice of the ecu pirates but chris uh will keep his great job that he has in Bowie's yes. creek and chris edwards is going to be the man yes. to uh fill the unfillable shoes of jeff charles and be the next voice of the pirates are you uh, familiar with chris's work at all
2: yeah yeah just through duke baseball and, and seeing him on on the uh the worldwide web and stuff and and he's an ecu grad and You know, it's a good fit. I just am a little more partial to Chris Haymeyer. And as Chris uh, sent me a text yesterday saying his dream of living in Aiden and having our kids play together and his twin sons marrying my daughters, uh, that is uh, off the – off the plan right now
5: because he will be staying in the greater Bowie's Creek area. All right, there you go. So, uh, yeah, Chris will. And, uh, man, he's carved out uh, quite a gig for himself there uh, in Bowie's Creek. But excited uh, about Chris Edwards and uh, welcoming him. I say welcoming, welcome him back. As you said, he is an ECU grad and seems really fired up. You want somebody to. To really want the job, and I guess not use it as a stepping stone, Brian. And it feels like Chris is one of those guys that, uh, th- th- you know, he heck, he might plan to to be the voice uh, until you know he's done calling games. So
2: he understands the culture, he understands the history, he understands yeah. all those things. But no, I think it's a great choice. And like I said, I'm just partial to, to Haymeyer. Yeah. But Chris Haymeyer uh, told me, look, he was in a win-win situation. He was he was going to be great if he got to ECU, but it's great where he is. So. There's no hard feelings with him, it's, uh, and I think uh, the other Chris will be a perfect fit. And Just because it's different, right? You've got to know, even Jeff Charles came into this environment. Now you've got a guy who knows the environment before he even gets here. And so uh, even though he'll never be the voice, and, and the voice cannot be replaced, he's a new voice and a new start, and, and it's always good to, have, to try to replace a legend with at least having a knowledge of what you're getting yourself into. And so I think you'll do a really good job.
5: No doubt. Brian North joining us here on the Pirate Radio live line. Robert Matthews checking us out on Facebook says, Clip, I read the new Washington owner could change the name again. We could have another name change uh, with the Washington football team. They are currently the Commanders, which is a boring uh, what What is a commander in this context? I, I still don't even understand it. We don't even have a logo. We just have a no. a, a burgundy W as our logo. So, um, yeah, a lot of things to fix there. It could be a new name, but a uh, new ownership group introduced today, Brian. And, uh, again, I, I say this like it, it doesn't guarantee anything. It it does remove a giant black cloud that's been over the heads of the franchise and the Washington fans for decades now. It doesn't guarantee success, but it is a a nice breath of fresh air to have some uh, some new ownership and some old, you know, with Joe Gibbs being a part of it, gives it a little credibility. You know, Magic Johnson, I don't know how much credibility that gives you, but he's won uh, as an executive and on the court. So at least they bring some winning, uh, you know, to the franchise.
2: And, and, and positivity. I mean, yeah. this program's been surrounded by such negativity with Dan Snyder and, and uh, just short of saying evilness, but, you know, just bad mojo around it just because he was just not a very good human being, it seems like. And so now you've got some people who are interested in returning the franchise to, to maybe higher moral ground. That's always interesting to say that when you're dealing with people with lots of money and they have a different life. But yeah. uh, it'll be interesting to see how they can change the culture and, and get those hardcore fan base. I'm telling you. There's fans who left just because of Daniel Snyder. You can easily get them to jump right back on that bandwagon. And if you just start doing things the right way, listening to the fans, engaging them, and just not being just a horrible human being.
5: I am with you there, and it would be nice uh, not to be the laughing stock. I mean, it is not cool to be a Washington fan. I don't know how many kids out there. I thought it was going to turn around uh robert griffin the third 2012 he's rookie of the year win the division they're they're kind of cool to to root for and that all uh ended when you know he got hurt in the playoff game against the seahawks yep. got hurt again the next year and uh and we were just the old uh punching bag laughing stock once again so there is an entire generation uh brian of there are people who had parents that were Washington fans that want nothing to do with them for a lot of reasons, and uh, a main one was Dan Snyder, so you're right. Uh, hopefully, we can get some of those back.
2: And with and with Ron Rivera there, who's uh, pretty much uh, we consider a good human being, and then Sam Howell, you know, your quarterback who's generally pretty well-liked and seems like a good person. I mean, you've got people in place. Now you just <clears throat> get, the, get the winning going, and, and winning screws uh, everything. Uh, Ruffin McNeil, uh, Cliff note here, uh, or credit uh it's the great deodorant right so uh if you can get that program winning again that'll solve a lot of the issues
5: i think you broke uh broke out a little bit what was the line you used
2: uh the the great deodorant from from ruffin mcneil uh, winning is the great deodorant
5: winning is the great deodorant okay chandler you agree with that i mean yes (laughs) winning smells good makes you fresh It doesn't make you stink? All right. I like it. Winning is the great deodorant. Brian North joining us here on the Pirate Radio Live line. And Coach Houston and company trying to smell good this season. We talked to Phil Steele yesterday on the show. Brian, I guess the good news, bad news, bad news, he's got East Carolina kind of middle of the road in the American And I guess the good news is he does have them returning to a bowl game and getting six or seven wins. Is that good or bad? That depends on your perspective as a Pirate fan, as a donor, as a season ticket holder. You would hope year five of a coaching staff, you could be ready to win eight to ten games, but... In the real world, and the reality, uh, you are losing a ton offensively. So, I don't know. I, right now, me personally, if you could give me six wins, I would take it. I know some people uh, disagree with that out there. But uh, either way, you're going to have to play the season out. So, we'll see.
2: Well, look, you've got a, a different conference, right? You've taken out some of the heavyweights for the conference with Houston and UCF and Cincinnati are no longer there. So, now, who is it that they have them having to, to leapfrog? Who, who do they have in, at the top of the conference now that – that they think that ECU can't
5: overtake. The team that did it last year in Tulane, Memphis SMU, and then a couple of newcomers, UTSA and FAU would be the answer to that question. And FAU, Tom, Phil still made a note to say Tom Herman loves uh, what he inherited there at FAU. So you've got you know a few holdovers and a couple of newcomers that East Carolina might be uh, trying to catch.
2: All right, Does any of those teams really scare you? I mean, maybe Tulane, no. if depending on what. And
5: situation. Tulane doesn't scare me either. No. Right, right. So I
2: mean, so everybody's basing this off. But who, of- who are we scaring? We, well, <laughs> well, I see. I, I will. I will. Uh, the offer that if they figure out the quarterback situation, which is a huge if, right? If, yeah. Based on losing Holt mailers, right? But the system is in place, and they've got athletes everywhere Yeah. And Mike Houston. I would, I would dare to say. Uh, is maybe at the forefront of uh, using the transfer portal at a non-Power 5 school, uh, using the transfer portal almost as well as anybody out there and filling the needs that he has every year. He hates it, but he found a way to use it and help uh, restock his team and make it even better from the guys that he lost. I mean, I think when you look on paper, after each season, they keep getting better talent. So they're right there. It's just everybody wants to see a quarterback and a running back. They lost two big and, and but those, not that they're replaceable. They're replaceable, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, somebody else, and he
5: went heavy on offensive line, uh, this offseason, Brian. And I know, and I I like your your line of thinking too, because you're right, we do get, um, you know, sidetracked a little bit and, and say, all right, well, who's the quarterback, who's the running back, all that. I still go back to your great prediction of Tampa falling off the map last year yeah. because they didn't have an O-line and your words came to fruition there and even though they had Tom Brady and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin and a bunch of talent, uh, they they kind of fell apart from the inside. So, I guess your hope is, now ECU has stocked up uh, on the D-line and has tried to help the O-line. Now, Nashad Stroh the leaving, Avery Jones leaving doesn't help you at all, uh, but... He's tried to make those quick fixes there, and uh, we'll see if it works out on the O line.
2: Look, and, and that's just it. You look at any great team, it's, uh, there's been great teams with, with not great quarterbacks, who it's based on the offensive line. Any quarterback can be better if he has time to throw, right? It becomes the old seven on seven stuff. You don't have anybody rushing you, you should be able to hit those throws. And so, same deal when it comes to the offensive line and then also the running game. And that running back room is pretty stocked. It may not be uh, the fast guy who can get out there, but they've got some horses back there that are going to punish some people. And so that running game will help, sets up the play action, sets up the passing game. And whoever your quarterback is, Mason Garcia, we know how physical he is. He can run the ball, which gives you another element. If it's Flynn, who can throw the ball with more accuracy. So there's options there. But it all starts of the offensive line that can give you guys more time because the key with the quarterback is the game's going to be fast for whoever it is, especially when you're starting that game at Michigan. The game's going to be fast. You need an offensive line to give that quarterback time so the game can slow down a
5: little bit. North, our our best teams of somewhat recent note were quarterbacked by Patrick Pinckney. And yeah. if you did the quarterback power ranking, since we've had Patrick Pinckney, he's behind Carden. He'd be behind Dominique Davis. He'd probably be behind Holt Nailers. you know, so and and they, they won a bunch of games, won championships, won when it mattered. So
2: now go and who was on that offensive line that was in front of him and, and tell me. There's a guy that I think is going to be a Canadian League Hall of Famer and Stanley Bryant wasn't he a, a part of those teams? Yeah. And so you, you can go down through and look at that offensive line and obviously Dwayne Harris helped and some of those other guys that that were around. But and we
5: got to talk about the D line too and the defenses those teams and, had and that's where you know Blake Harrell and this defense can come in and if that can be a strength of this team that'll keep you in ball games and then we can go win a few at the end.
2: Yeah, and that's. Uh, that's one of the big secrets, is, is and that's what Skip Holtz did, right? He didn't have to score much; he was very conservative offensively because he had such a great defense. So, no, <coughs> and that's always been Mike Houston's kind of mo. It, it was at JMU too when they were great at JMU. He had an offensive or a, a, offensive defense that would go and get turnovers and, and, and score points for them or set them up with short fields. And so it seems like the mold that he's kind of creating here as well.
5: North uh, does Newburn have a new head coach.
2: Yeah, they sure do. Who we got? We got uh, Terrace Saxby, who was the head coach at Hertford County for 10 years, and that's the only place he's ever coached, but now uh, he did a great job up there as well. Hertford County's not an easy place to coach. Great athletes, but you know, getting those great athletes to all be on the same page sometimes can be a struggle at Hertford. He did a really good job with that. Now he comes in late to, at uh, New Bern, will have a coaching staff in place that's already been there, but... He seems to be pretty fired up. A lot of people are pretty excited about uh, a youngish head coach uh, coming in and taking over and, and trying to keep that program going. And, look, their conference isn't super loaded this year either, so I think Newberg could be right there competing. This is going to be one of those things that we're going to learn about Terrence Dax being a style as the season goes on. We're not going to know from the first couple of games. We're going to see his influence. By about week seven or eight.
5: Looking forward to talking high school football with North coming up very soon. Uh, enjoy your time up there at the homestead, Brian, and uh, we'll talk to you when you get back in eastern North Carolina.
2: All right, Clipper, sounds good. Appreciate it, brother.
5: Thank you, man. There is Brian North joining us on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a break. Come back when we return. My conversation with former EC wide receiver Tyler Sneed had a huge game for the Alouettes last week. In the CFL, we'll talk about that and more when we return. Pirate Radio Live after this.
0: when you can be a pirate now back to the show
7: welcome back vacation spots are right here in our very own backyard take a trip to a state park and enjoy traditional camping rv space and also air-conditioned cabins that can be rented with wi-fi if you're by a lake be sure to check out the opportunities to rent a canoe or kayak and get out on the water your next adventure is right around the corner for more information please visit ncparks.gov now let's head back into prl here's clip
5: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live. We'll talk some NFL uh, and more with Tony Dunn in Hour 2. Also, Pitt County Post 39 headed to the state championships. Ryan Meadows, their coach, will join us Hour 2. Morgan Aylers, Mark Greenhelge, Hour 3. And we're uh, chatting with you folks who are along for the ride the entire time as well. Uh, But right now, we will hear from a former Pirate who is playing in the CFL and coming off a big game where he had three touchdowns, Tyler Sneed, I had a chance to catch up with Tyler earlier this week, and uh, here's how our chat sounded. Tyler Sneed joins us here today, and I haven't talked to to Tyler in a while. Great to catch up with him. Tyler, how you doing, man? Good, man. Appreciate
10: you guys having me
5: on. Absolutely. Great to talk with you again. Uh, Had you on uh, all season long a few seasons ago, which was uh, a lot of fun, so we'll catch up with what you're doing now, and uh, right now doing big things in the CFL, coming off, uh, I guess, your best game as a pro, right? Tyler, tell us about it. Yes.
10: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Very exciting game. Uh, You know, I obviously wish we could have pulled out the win. But, uh, I mean, yeah, it it was an exciting time for me.
5: So uh what? Three touchdowns. We we've been previewing ECU uh, opponents for this upcoming year, Tyler, and we talked ECU, SMU, and uh, I'm sure uh, you know that's a game uh, you won't forget. The one on the road where you had all those catches, uh, all those touchdowns, and uh, you were in the zone that day. Do you feel like you were in the zone uh, this past weekend playing for Montreal? uh Yes, sir. You know, I felt I
10: felt good going in. I felt prepared, and uh, you know, I felt like we had a good game plan in and. At the end of the day, everybody everybody executed and we got the job done. Um, so I mean, it, it felt good going in. I felt good throughout, and you know, you, your confidence builds as you you keep going and you get it going. So.
5: Well, Tyler, uh, let's, kinda, uh, let's go from when you left ECU to where you are now. And, man, we were, we were watching you uh, preseason and, and, and following camp and seeing plays that you made with the Steelers. So uh, let's talk about that time and, and, and what went right for you there, what went wrong, and, and, and where you've gone from there. But, but how about your time there in Pittsburgh?
10: Yeah, no, my time was awesome there. I loved it. Um, just getting that opportunity to compete with those guys at a professional level. Um, and you know, I got to make a bunch of friends, um, while I was doing it, but yeah, no, I felt like I, I did good in Pittsburgh. I, I put a lot of good stuff on tape. Uh, unfortunately, whenever they let me go, no other team, uh, picked me up or anything. So I was still working out, uh, just back at the house, uh, just trying to figure it all out. And I got a call from, uh, Montreal and they sent, sent a contract over. They wanted to sign me. And so I ended up doing that. Uh, I had to wait a while until I came up here because their season, uh, they they started their camp in May and then they start a little bit earlier than everybody else. So um, I had to wait a little bit. I was still working out. And then, you know, the time came. I went up here uh, for camp and here we are now.
5: Every week, Tyler, uh, we talk to ECU Hall of Fame quarterback Marcus Crandall, who uh, won, uh was a great Cup champion up there. And there's a lot of Pirates who have had success north of the border. So, how uh, how often do you run into to the to Pirate guys up there, or rather on the field, on coaching staffs, or or how much do you hear about East Carolina up there in the league? Yeah, no, I, I
10: hear a good amount. There's a uh, quarterback, Dominique Davis, he plays for the BC Lions. Yeah, uh, but he was he was in Montreal. Uh, Last year a couple years ago, so I got we played them uh two weeks ago. I got to I got to talk with him cool. and then um d b Deshaun Amos, uh, uh he played Toronto for Toronto, so I just got to play against him. Uh, and that was pretty cool, you know. Everybody loves ECU, everybody's always a pirate at heart. So it's good to see
5: everybody and get a chance to compete against those guys. Yeah. Famous, famous, a uh, great cup champion as well. And now Tyler trying to win one uh, with Montreal. How about, uh, and Montreal, I believe, and look, I've never been there. Tyler, you can tell, uh, tell me more than I can tell you about it. Uh, A lot of what French speaking, French Canadians up there. So is there any, uh, you know, different cultures up there you got to get used to living up there? Yeah, no,
10: it's a little, it's a little different. And, uh, you know, it is French, a French speaking, uh, spot in, in, in Canada, but most of them speak English too. So it's not, you know, it's not too bad. Like I can, I, I can speak English to people and they'll understand and they'll speak it back. But I've been trying to touch up on a little bit of my French. Okay. Uh, just Yeah. I know, I know a little bit, I got Duolingo, a little app on my phone, trying to learn a little bit every day. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just awesome to get to experience something so different, um, and it's really, really nice out here, too. So I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed my time here.
5: So uh, on the bye week this week, right? So uh, what, what do you got going on this week? What are you doing day to day? As, uh, you got a weekend off?
10: I uh, still come in the facility, get a lift in and get some treatment, uh, maybe get on the field a little bit. But uh, after that, I mean, we got we got the rest of the day off. And so uh, there's one street that's got a whole bunch of stuff on it, a bunch of shops, a mall, just a bunch of eating spots, a bunch to do. So... Me and a couple of the teammates will do that. We might go uh, to somebody's house, cook out, do a little pool party. Uh, so it's it's fun. The bye week uh, we had one already, so uh, this is our second one around. And so everybody's either going back home or staying here. Uh, but yeah, it's 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 fun. It's been a fun time.
5: How comparable are the facilities and, and training and practice areas uh, there in the CFL with, with your particular team, Montreal, compared to, say, uh, when you were with, uh, with the Steelers in preseason? How, how do those compare?
10: Uh, they still got a good facility and everything. It's got everything you need, uh, you know, hot, cold tub, weight room, sauna, all that good stuff. So, you know, I, I've enjoyed it. It's got everything I need down here, practice field, everything.
5: Tyler Sneed joining us today. And, uh, and man, it's great to, to catch up with you, Tyler. And uh, let's go back to uh, your time at ECU. And, and I want to ask, you know, you left when you had the opportunity to return. Uh, you made your decision. You stuck with it. Uh, do, you, do you have any regrets leaving ECU when you did? Uh, do you, you wish you could have done it different? Are you, you happy with the decision you made at the time?
10: No, so i'm happy with the decision i made uh you know I, when i when i was making the decision i said i'm i'm not going to look back and i'm going to commit 100% either one way or the other and uh i feel like i've done that so far and i don't have any regrets because the experiences and the stuff i've learned and the the places i i got to go because of that um i've enjoyed it and i've learned a lot from doing that and so um you know i'm at peace with my decision to do that but Obviously you miss you miss the guys and you miss coaches and practicing out there. I mean ECU will always be my home and you know, always be what what made me what I am.
5: Yeah, and uh, you're living the dream, playing pro football right now. Montreal Alouettes up in the CFL, and uh, coming off a, a fantastic game where uh, Tyler Sneed was uh, was targeted and uh, and made the most of it uh, for his Alouettes. So when you look at, uh, at right now where you are in your career, Tyler, uh, putting up some numbers there in the in the CFL. Any thoughts on coming back to the States, whether it be XFL, USFL, NFL, or yeah, I'm sure you're, you're going to be where your feet are now, take it one day at a time. But how about big picture plans when it comes to football?
10: Yeah, uh, you know, whatever wherever God takes me on this journey is is where I'll go. Um, you know, like you said, I just try and take it day to day, keep my feet where they are. But um, at the end of the day, I just I'm hoping to play football. Um wherever it is right now, it's in Montreal. So I'm hoping to play in Montreal and I love it here. But um, yeah, if if something changes or something happens, then at the end of the day, I just, I just want to play. And like I said, wherever God takes me on this journey is where, where I'll go.
5: Seed coming off a three-catch, 48-yard, three-touchdown performance uh, in Montreal's loss to Toronto. And uh, Tyler, while we keep up with you in the CFL, we're going to have some preseason football to watch pretty soon. And uh, some of your former teammates will be involved in that with Holden Aylers, with uh, Ryan Jones, guys uh, like uh, Noah Henderson, um, so you got Keaton Mitchell uh, in Baltimore, and I know you didn't get a chance to play with Isaiah Winstead. He came in, had a good year uh, here at ECU, but a lot of Pirates uh, trying to make it to the league, kind of in a similar spot to where you were a couple years ago, and uh, it's cool to see all those guys uh, getting their pro football chance.
10: No doubt. Those guys are all going to kill it, too. I know them. I know how they prepare and how they, they practice and go out there every day, so I got the most confidence in the world for them, and I know they're going to they're gonna show up and ball out.
5: Tyler, if we turn on one of your games now, you know, will, will you look any different? I don't know if you're uh, if you're going to get any taller. You are what you are there, but <laughs> stronger, faster. You know, is that uh, a similar Tyler Sneed that we saw playing here at ECU? If we turn on your tape now,
10: I, I think so. I gained a uh, I gained a little weight. I got a little bit a little bit bigger uh, <laughs> than what I was back at ECU, which is a good thing. Um, so I'm just trying to maintain that. But yeah, other than that. Same game, same same type of player.
5: Good deal. Talking to Tyler Snead, he joins us here about the uh, the cuisine there. I'm sure it's all uh, it's uh, Americanized, and you can find your your American foods. But uh, any different cuisine up there in uh, Montreal that you're used to around North Carolina?
10: Oh yeah, they got a they got a bunch of different uh, stuff up here. But the the craziest one to me is they have a dish called uh, poutine, and I don't know if you ever heard of it, but it's it's fries yeah and it's gravy and cheese curds on top and the gravy is supposed to melt the cheese curds into the fries it's a, it's a real good dish but uh they got a whole bunch of things like you can you can add chicken to it you can add beef anything you want so that's like their famous dish up here <laughs> and i love it it's so good uh mm-hmm. so I've, I've tried it a couple places um and they got a bunch of cool spots up here but uh yeah it's 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 nice to see a McDonalds or a Burger King on the corner every once in a while. Uh just to make me feel back at home and whatnot. But it's the food is very good up
5: here. That's awesome. And uh I have indeed heard of poutine, never uh tried it myself, but that would certainly be right up my alley, uh no doubt. But yeah Tyler Sneed joining us. So uh Tyler, how about the rest of the season? You guys are what, two and three, uh, right now, so uh still got a ways to go, but uh looking to pick up, pick up some more W's when you guys return off the bye week,
10: right? Yes, sir, no doubt. And, uh, you know, I think I think we played good ball. we just got to fix a couple things here and there. But, um, yeah, I think, I mean, I like where we're at right now as a team. And I think, uh, you know, it's a long season. It's still early. I think I think we'll be good.
5: Tyler Snead joining us. Snead, great to catch up with you, man. And uh, keep up the good work. We'll be watching you here and uh, rooting you on in Greenwood, North Carolina. But uh, we wish you the best, man. We'll keep in touch and uh, talk to you again down the road.
10: Yes, sir. Thank you. Appreciate
5: you guys having me. Good to catch up with Tyler Sneed, former EC wide receiver, now catching touchdowns for the Montreal Alouettes. We will take a break, come back Hour 2, Power Radio Live. We'll talk NFL, Panthers, and more with Tony Dunn from the C3 podcast. Also At the end of hour number two, catch up with Ryan Meadows, head coach of Pitt County Post 39, heading to the state championships. Got that and more on the way. Pirate Radio Live. Back with you after this.
0: you're listening to hour two of pirate radio live this hour is brought to you by country mart country mart is open every day and has two locations in bethel on highway 11 and in stokes and highway 903 country mart fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline now back to the show
7: Welcome back. Christie's Euro Pub is the perfect place to relax, grab a bite, and enjoy a drink. Located in the heart of Greenville and just a few blocks from ECU's campus, Christie's offers lunch, dinner, and late night with live music every Sunday. You can come and have lunch Monday through Friday from 11 to 3 or Saturdays and Sundays from 11 to 4. For the latest information, check out Christie's on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, uh, you can also go online at Christie's EuroPub.com. Scratch cooking takes time, so relax and enjoy a pint today at Christie's EuroPub. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's clip.
5: All right, Shirley Rhodes. Got intern Connor here, intern Dan, a.k.a. Danny Beal, hanging out. And uh, some breaking news with Tony Dunn and Chandler Honeycutt, a couple of Panthers fans hanging out. From Adam Schefter, number one overall pick Bryce Young and the Panthers. I've reached an agreement on a four year, fully guaranteed $37.9 million contract. Tell them to, to bring me my money. Hey. All right. So there Future. you go. Four year, fully guaranteed <coughs> $37.9 milli. Which I think that's the case for every number
11: one overall pick. The Is fully the, guaranteed one. Yeah. Yeah. So it's probably like something to do about the bonus schedules you know like the why is it taking so long for them to negotiate this so i think sometimes it just has to be like on what league day do you get this bonus or something and i guess you probably want them faster than later so you can then invest that money in like enterprise in the stock market or
5: something uh important year for you know washington's chase young to try to get a a nice lengthy long-term deal i think we talked last week about brian burns uh about to be due i saw tony pollard's going to be franchised and probably uh he's going to be a free agent and be able to sign a big deal in 24 how about other uh, panthers tony who is this a big contract year for in 2023 well one is a guy that just got his citizenship or frankie
11: louvu all right so he is on a i guess a two-year prove it deal or not even a prove it deal just kind of signed a deal i think came from New York. He was had some association with Matt Rule in the past, I believe, but then he's played really above his contract level. So I think he's going to be trying to get paid this year. Is Jeremy Chen's year? Um, <laughs> second round pick, so you don't get a fifth round option. He's in the final year of his contract, but he's one of those guys too that's a difficult guy to pay, much like a you know uh, Isaiah Simmons. You know, is like these multi tool players where they're really. Good when they're on the field in so many ways, but they're not the best at their position. Sometimes right. so they're not the greatest strong safety. They're not the greatest free safety.
5: Yeah, multi. Because when you pay them, I, fans do it. I'm sure GMs do it too. Where you kind of look at the best players of your position, what they're making, and saying, "Well, you're you're not on this caliber." Right. <laughs> at, but if you're Chin, you're saying, "Yeah, but this guy doesn't do all these other things I do." Exactly. So it makes it uh, makes it tough. So he's on it, and then
11: I think. Uh, Derek Brown will be looking at a fifth-year option next year. And Terrace, this is a big year for Terrace Marshall Jr. Absolutely. You know, it's like, is he going to be a
1: player in is this league jag, or not? Yeah. Just another guy? Exactly. Or is he something? Exactly. He showed promises last year, and I think he's going to have a chance this year to will have more opportunities.
5: You can show promise, but can those players keep those promises? We shall. We shall find out this year. Will he have an opportunity? Opportunity. I promise you he will. See the third receiver? Too many promises. Don't make uh, a don't promise. Don't make a
11: promise you can't keep,
5: son. <laughs> uh, You're right. Checks your body can't cash. I want to do it one day. I want you to, and I'll look at last year's, um, let's see, Panthers. Is Chase
11: Young, they didn't pick up his fifth-year option?
5: No okay and they did the same with uh Deron Payne, and he ended up being in, great yeah and and paying him. so still could happen um what do you think the target share look i feel like we've talked about this before but have you thought about the numbers so i'm looking it up now tony i think this will give it to me maybe uh and i'm wrong uh, i want to see the targets from last year And what do you think it may look like this season? For each individual receiver? For the receivers, yes. Here we go. All right. DJ Moore, 100. I think he'll get zero zero targets in Carolina this year. DJ Moore, 118. The next most was 47. Good, gracious. That is crazy. And then
11: the next most was a player that only played four games.
5: (laughs) Christian McCaffrey. So, obviously, it's going to be way more spread out with DJ Moore gone and bringing in... What Shark What right in the world? That, it's that nuts is, to look. That at. Is nuts. Okay. Do you not believe me? No, I do. I just got a There's remember. a good talking point for yeah. you. Yeah. C yeah. sure.
1: three Panther Podcast, check it out. <laughs> uh so TJ Shark. I mean, there's a lot of new guys. I mean Adam, Adam Phelan, Phelan,
5: you've got uh La who was on the team last year. So Marshall got forty seven targets last year. Turned out to be the second most, believe it or not, uh twenty eight catches. How many does he get this year with those new additions and, and everything? Sixty. Okay. Wow. That that's just insane. Who's your starting tight end? Who does it matter hey, with this Hurst. case? Oh, yeah. hey nurse. Well, I mean, the, and he's going to
11: get in the 40s, 50s. If I'm DJ Shark, I'm going to just try to find an old DJ Moore jersey and wear it into every game Throw planning meeting. DJ. And be
1: like, uh, Throw me the ball. It has the magnet. Like They find DJ Moore's uh, jersey in the locker room, and they're like, what's this thing? And it's
5: a That's magnet. And I don't know a lot about percentages. I'll look up another guy here soon. But 63 catches on 118 targets does not seem it's like not a good the, number. It's not the Yeah. It's not the greatest. uh, you got to factor in a a new quarterback throwing them the football as well. Thank goodness. uh, Those uh, passing numbers might look a little different.
11: I think the one thing that we're going to – or what we're hoping when it comes to Bryce Young is they've used the term point guard like in describing the type of player he could be, or at least that's what David Tepper used. So a distributor. So I think what I'm really hoping to see – in next year's stat line is you don't see something ridiculous like that where yeah. it's so weighted through one player through DJ Moore in that case or in years past through Christian McCaffrey
5: and if McCaffrey would have stayed it would have just been weighted on Moore's numbers go down his numbers go up right. and everybody else stays yeah it would just bottom. been those two players yeah. um, it's almost like you're
11: playing NBA Jam and you just got two players to play with but the I'd like to, I mean, you know, I'm really hoping that you'll see guys that'll be like five, every guy, you'll have three players, three receivers each game getting <clears throat> six catches, 70 yards, and then a touchdown distributed between three players instead of one guy just being force-fed all day. And I just made a trade in my and one of my fantasy football leagues. I traded, I, I gave up uh, Stefan Diggs in this case. But I got Cooper Cup in this trade. And, you know, people are like, oh, man, you know, they're going off of last year's numbers. But Cup is all they have. And that's like all they do is they just say, it's just going to be like those numbers 118 targets for Cooper Cup.
5: So, Matt, I feel like everybody has just said that he's over for Matt Stafford. I know. They're saying he's going to retire after this year. And 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 I, we're saying the word they a lot. Like, who are they? The people I was talking to on the internet, <laughs> exactly. My fantasy football league, exactly. Guys, so. <laughs> no, yeah, that same same people as me. Different people, but same. Yeah. Um, and I I don't feel like Matt Stafford's done. He's gonna sling it around. And I love. We were talking uh, the other night at sports trivia with somebody about this that drafting the number one guy even on a bad offense later in the draft is not a bad idea you got to get cup a lot earlier than later in the draft but he is going to command a ton of targets so. they
11: have nothing else and you know maybe you're looking at a what was it when Blake Bortles was in Jacksonville and it's just like they're going to throw the ball so much and, I, and you know, we are, Clip, we're, we've talked about the, this a lot in the past, is how fantasy football is just so handcuffed to what happened last year. Yeah. You know, and <clears> that <throat> every ranking is just based on that. So, you, you know, those guys had an injury last year, but they're a full season removed. And if they're healthy this year, you know, I mean, that doesn't mean he's going to have a triple crown year or something to that effect. But we always just go off of what happened last year. And you got to wonder, I mean, What is Odell going to look like? You know, in Baltimore, how are those targets? I know that we've kind of zigged and zagged on this conversation, but we're really just trying to talk about like workload in offenses. And it seems like this is the offenses that have guys that get the ball too much are generally not that great. If you think
1: Carolina Panthers,
11: yeah, Christian McCaffrey in the past, think Darren Moore, yeah, uh, Darren Waller when it came to the Raiders at one point.
5: Well, the top two target getters last year were Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams. And the Vikings were good, but not great, right? Their defense, and the Raiders were not even considered as good, right? Right. Um, so yeah, And, and you've got some other, you know, Tyreek Hill. Got a lot of targets. Miami was pretty good. Philly was really good. Um, but there was a lot more guys ahead of Brown. A.J. Brown as far as targets go. Uh, C.D. Lamb, Travis Kelsey, some of the other guys. So, yeah, the Garrett Wilson with the Jets was right. up there. Not that good. Uh, Deontay Johnson, Steelers, not that good. So, And if you're passing all the
11: time, that, I mean, sometimes that means – now it is a pass. Some offenses are geared. You look at, like, what
5: Miami was doing. You know, they're throwing the ball a lot. The Bills throwing the ball a lot. Is Miami a good example of uh, the point guard quarterback you're talking about, where Tua just kind of gets it out to his guys quickly? And it, yes, and then the other case though
11: is somehow Tyreek is still a monster. You, you know, mean, it's somehow? like it's like is that he didn't? It's like he's still putting up number one numbers, even though everybody else, like um, I think, even like um, like Waddle, like is these guys are still producing, even though they're distributing it so like i mean yeah. Devonte adams if you think about it even with aaron Rodgers, it was just like aaron Rodgers, Devonte adams every single play it felt like but tyreek you thought man is he going to get washed out a little when you have all of this other talent around him and it turns out no he still stands out that's yeah. what i guess is kind of unique about him
5: all right let's take a break we'll come back i'll uh, we'll talk a little bit about my commanders and uh, give you a few more panthers notes tony uh, heading to training camp. When is that, Tony? Next week?
11: Yeah, um heading out Tuesday, but I'll have to kind of make a stop on the way. Wednesday through. I'll be there Wednesday through Sunday.
5: All right. Uh, we'll talk to you, I guess, on the phone next yeah, week. Definitely. When we do that live from Panthers Training Camp. Awesome stuff. We'll set that up and have more for you here. Pirate Radio Live on a free beer Friday. Chandler, we got the Bush Light Peach Mmm, That you are a fan of. Ah, big fan. And we're giving away a case in hour number three, so stay tuned for that. That. more to go prl after this
11: tonight,
0: You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show.
7: Welcome back. Do you need custom T-shirts, apparel, or promotional items for your business organization or event? Well, keep it local and print it local with University Sportswear contact them today at university sportswear enc.com the official sportswear provider of pirate radio now let's head back in to prl here's clip Rock.
5: all righty back with you here on a friday edition of pirate radio live free beer friday edition you got the bush light peach coming your way how about a case at Bad boys and hour number three will make you a winner got shirley rhodes here the chan man tony dunn and uh Intern Dan, a.k.a. Danny Beal, handling the video portion right now. We're learning him a thing or two. Also, uh, stay tuned for a video coming out where we teach him how to hold a microphone. Got that uh, coming out soon as well. We uh, put that together earlier today. That was a lot of fun. Tony, you saw the behind the scenes of that. And a lot of work went into it. I got to tell you that. And Chandler, uh, just uh, one of the best
11: actors of our generation. Um, I listened to this uh, podcast on The Ringer called The Rewatchables. Yeah and uh, they have this overacting award
5: (laughs) and uh chandler you'll never get it uh danny can we get you on the mic i love playing this game so danny is a boston sports fan which means he is a pats fan so you had a pretty good childhood i would say
8: wasn't wasn't too bad i I had a lot of fortune with the years of out before I was born, and then it seemed like right when I was born, the, f- the flip was switched, and it, it all went well for me.
11: <laughs> well, welcome back to crappiness now. How <laughs>
5: crazy is it, Tony, to see odds for the AFC East and have the Patriots at the bottom? It's like it's
11: it's wild. It's In foreign. fact, uh. What was it? Is Bel- uh, Belich- Belichick is like on the hot seat? I heard or something.
5: Yeah. So, all right, this is the <laughs> second time this week I've heard that, and I've got to argue it every time I hear it. There's no chance he's on a hot seat. If if he gets fired, I would be astonished.
8: The only way no. he he stops coaching the Patriots is if he retires.
5: I agree. No, yeah. like, and even Bob Kraft is like has got to give him the benefit of the doubt. He would have to go zero and sixteen. Like,
8: he's three got. I year.
11: mean, he's got to give up the GM position Give a little bit
8: i don't even think so he's just got so much pedigree and in the, in the, there have been so many moves over time where it's been like this makes zero sense to the public eye and it ends up working out. and it's, it's worked like, it's because he's a genius it's like, a because they genius. had tom brady yeah that works too. he right.
11: uh dude what if he just like he's gonna die out there like yeah. it's gonna be one of those things is like you really you can't fire him but you really need him to retire he's like nope i really <laughs> no. would be not
5: doing it bill what's wrong i'm done <laughs> what i've been dead for two years it's like weekend at bernie's you never noticed i died week 17 of 2026 (laughs) in in buffalo i died when tom brady left i froze in buffalo all right uh i like playing this game danny would you rather have as your starting quarterback mac jones or bryce young
8: I don't know. That's t- they both have the Bama Predic pedigree, which is good. They have both been under Saban. I would like to think that Mac has a bright future ahead of him. The past couple years have been very shaky, and I would like to credit that to.
5: This is a long yes or no crud, uh, answer here. Cruddy offensive coaches, but he I, wants to say Bryce. But I, I he want to say Bryce so bad, but, it, but I, you're not. He I, feels I, guilty I feel bad. It.
8: So I'm, I'm going to stick with Mac. I like Mac.
5: Would you rather have Mac Jones or Daniel Jones?
8: Mac Jones. Wow.
5: Frumpy Jones versus <laughs> Mac Jones. Boring Jones. Or Derek Carr. Mac Jones. <laughs> All right. I mean <laughs> Mac Jones or Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mac Jones. Where can I get how about Mac Jones or Tua? Uh,
8: Tua's got like mashed potato brains right now, so, but I would still I, I would probably say Tua. All
11: right. Right. Mac Jones or Kirk Cousins?
8: Oh that one that one's tough. It's easy.
11: Is kirk it? cousins is yeah I,
5: I guess I, you think mac jones is a lot better than i do He's or will got a be a lot of
8: i mean I just, i'm probably
5: this guy truther. doesn't like kirk cousins at all da, that's not true just but the patriots truther i have i understand I have faith. hey look I, I appreciate that at least you'll admit it but. he likes mac jones more than bill belichick does. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a good point exactly. all right tony um washington uh, has new owners I heard glorious day. Somebody uh so this is Nikki Jahabavala on Twitter said I did the math. Uh price paid for the team 800 million, price what a sold deal. 6.05 billion. Say Snyder did pretty good there. 24 years, 1 month, 25 days, 386 games. The regular season record was 164 220 and 2 for a winning percentage of 0. .427. There were 10 coaches, six playoff berths, four division titles. By the way, the, <laughs> the best record they had in those division titles was 10 and six. Can you read this? Uh, 10
11: coaches, six playoff berths, 10 and four. It was like, and a, and a federal investigation.
5: Yeah. Four federal <laughs> investigations, two NFL investigations, three hey. attorney generals <laughs> investigations, three team names. Oh, that was wild. 27 <laughs> starting quarterbacks and just two first team all pros. What's the
11: most wild stat up here?
5: Three team names has got to be it. I think yeah. Like the, the, nobody else has had more than one team name and we've had three in that time span. Uh so those are the numbers. It is ugly. Also um I had this at sports trivia one week. No The last team to win 11 or more games in a season, Washington has the longest drought for that. Uh, Haven't done it since 1991, I believe. So, uh, it has been brutal. This is really, this
11: probably shows Dan Snyder's brilliance in a way. And the fact is that he bought a team that had... The name recognition, even though they had to change it three times, <laughs> but that had this inherent value to it. Yes, it with one of the most historic franchises. Yeah, the legacy value. Yeah. He then didn't have to do anything. Let the rest I literally of the, didn't. Yeah, let the rest of the NFL get really awesome and then cash in on the legacy value. The next owner won't ever be able to make that type of gain. It's like buying Bitcoin now. You missed the Bitcoin run.
5: <laughs> and all he did was build a crap stadium. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he let it let it fall <laughs> Ru- apart, rain crap, literal poop down on people. Ruined your quarterback's knee. Uh, Cut your
11: mic. Yeah.
9: <laughs> <laughs> Get Danny out of here. The
11: new one I saw is this, is Jay Gruden saying that he forced them to draft
5: players without watching tape. Yeah. You think Dan Snyder's watching tape? Yeah, I mean, not... I mean, not, all I mean owners do that, probably. Right. But, uh, I bet Jerry breaks down the tape, though. Jerry there's... Jones. I wonder,
11: like, is is this... I wonder the, what tapes Bob Kraft's watching, by the way. I guess what I'm getting into is this, or getting to the point is to have... Is this the golden era of football? Like, will football in 30 years will teams be able to sell at the rate
5: that this growth I don't okay. know man I feel like we've been talking about the bubble forever like how big can these right, contracts right. get how big can these franchises get like will it will it pop And then
11: question. the NFL continues to just dominate the headlines 24-7. I mean, I come in here every week, and we still find something to talk about. Our podcast, crazily, like, it's like we still, it's like every time we say the death statement, oh, there's not much to talk about tonight, we get more calls than anything, and the podcast goes three hours
5: every yeah. time. Yeah, never fails. And uh, the big news this week, we'll get to that in a moment. Uh, Chad, the Titans fan, says, hey, Danny, Mac Jones or Ryan Tannehill?" <laughs> Mac Jones. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I don't blame you there necessarily. Uh, Sorry, Chad. Poor
11: Chad. Come back, Chad. Screams at his radio every time he listens to this. I still wonder why you come back, Chad. At this
5: point, oh, he did ask earlier. Did we see the uh, the Oilers throwbacks? Yeah, they look great for a team in Houston. And we didn't mention
11: DeAndre Hopkins last. I don't know if that had happened last week when I was here, but Hopkins, D. Hop, picked the Titans and the money. Yeah. And Oh, by the way, guess what? He said th- you know, if you ask DeAndre Hopkins, Ryan Tannehill or Mac Jones.
8: Yeah, well he's we Ryan be. Tannehill. <laughs> the Mike Raybrol effect.
5: Jack Dover said Hopkins on the bad Texans was a good example of uh targets we were talking about earlier. Fake you name. a ton of targets. Uh no, Jack's a real guy. I met him at an ECU baseball game. If it was a fake name, he'd be Ben Dover. Oh. you can't jack <laughs> i guess yeah. you're right i guess you can get jacked over i don't know what that means i just it heard it for, right eric says intern dan throwing heat to clip he's got a few k's under his belt if you could keep up with danny's verbal strikeouts during the show uh he said he's wheeling and beeling over there all right tony the big uh chatter this week was about running backs what did you think of so it's about Saquon Barkley and Josh Jacobs not getting deals, but you've got Derrick Henry who's gotten the, yeah, the bag. I got right? the big Christian one. Christian McCaffrey yep. gotten paid. But all these running backs coming out together, kind of forming the Twitter running back union to all collide. Uh I thought it was adorable. <laughs>
11: yeah, yeah, right. And Isn't then, that cute? Uh, yeah. And then it was like, guys kinda sad. Let's t- huddle up and get a plan together. What's our plan? Let's go to social media and
5: cry. <laughs> that always works, right? Uh, yeah, so that's where we are. I mean, we talked about it off the air. We're not going to tell you anything you haven't heard. It it stinks. The reality is, though, if you're a smart team, you're drafting running backs and you are using them up on their rookie deals and then finding a new one. Like, that's the way of the world. How many uh, – look, we've been,
11: I've been coming on the show for almost a decade now. And we talked about Christian McCaffrey for a good five or six, five years of that, it felt like. And all those people that continue to say, Oh, overuse. I, what was I always saying? It's like, no, just give it to them every single time. Don't care. Like, I mean, that is, and, and this is, I think too, a lot of it has to do with the position itself is that not only is there that kind of wall or glass ceiling that hits them when they turn 30 or whatever, unless your name is Frank Gore. Yeah. Um, the idea too behind it is that it seems like a position that that they uh, that rookies can thrive and young players can thrive in faster than other positions. So yes, you'll see rookies that contribute on teams at other positions. you'll see rookies that show a lot of promise, but there's a lot of times we've seen like, Derrick Henry come in and first year just be like the best running back in the league Dalvin Cook David but, Johnson did yeah, it early yeah and they there is that that they're so their career is so front loaded and there isn't that time where they get better they're not like wine you know what I'm saying they're yeah. not a fine wine and that's just the the nature it seems like of the position and the other thing is is those skills it turns out, Are more easily found uh, around the league with people is that there are more five foot nine guys who are 225 pounds that can run pretty darn fast than there are six foot three guys that are 225 pounds that have a wingspan that's like crazy and can catch and jump out the gym. Or
5: obviously the lineman body type and stuff like that. Right. They just don't grow
11: on trees. I mean, running backs seem. And so there's there's that. But I did think the one thing that irritated me about the discussion was when the players got in there on that one meme, which was uh, yeah, the yeah, yeah. average salary of the running back versus the kicker salary. And I don't like that, number one, because I almost feel like the one thing I walked away with that is kickers aren't paid enough at this point because... You can't find 32 field goal kickers in the NFL that are great. Like if and if you say that they it's not that hard of a thing to do, then why is it when every field bo- the starting field goal kicker goes down, they're like it's awful. Like I mean Dallas had a guy that couldn't even make field goals and extra points and they still kept trotting him out there. It is not that one I was thinking this is I bet you it's far easier to go into Walmart and find a guy that can be a running back than it is to find a guy that can be a field goal kicker
5: <laughs> you got a good point so you thought maybe uh the defense should not have brought up that right argument. and then the
11: other thing is is that your the sample set is there's like a 130 running backs in the league you know guys are playing different snaps you you know there's six round picks there's only 32 kickers field goal kickers and there you don't carry an extra one you don't carry all of this so the way averages work I mean Najee Harris said got up there and said explain this to me and I really felt like saying what do you mean math and averages because when you take a sample set of 500 people and then you take a sample set of 32 people and you do the averages, they're going to come out differently. But if we took the top 32 running backs and the top 32 or the top five at each each position, it would be far different. Uh, Alabama got to work on that math program.
5: Robert says Saquon Barkley is really good and he's not lying and he put up astronomical numbers in his uh, rookie year and then top those numbers or matched them last year, 1,300 yards rushing, 10 touchdowns in the passing game, 338 yards. He had 57 catches and just does so much for you. And I think that's an example of take him out of the lineup and replace. There's a stat in baseball I still don't totally understand called war. <laughs> they talk right. about wins above replacement. I feel like his wins above the average running back and his production amongst the average running back is just going to be pretty astronomical, I would think, a difference. You disagree? Yeah, I think this is that look is it
11: yes is the 1300 yards impressive yes it is let's first put in one thing different there were one more caveat is there's one extra game last year there in, in the season there was in his rookie year so if you look at you know I mean that does help one more opportunity to get above a thousand yards yes he was very good but at the same time there were two years before that
5: where he was injury prone or not in, or dealing with injuries let's put it that way so he's played 13 games, 13 games, he's also played 16-16, and then he had one year where he played two games, and that was it. Um, In those two years, though, where
11: he wasn't putting up those Hall of Fame metrics, Giants fans were like, can't pass block at all, can't do all this, so they were crying about him that whole time, and the other thing is, is like, did they really win that many games last year, Clip? I mean, I know they made the playoff, but didn't they back into the playoffs? In they the were, I
5: called them fake all year. Yeah. Now, they did win a playoff game. They beat the Vikings, but I did call them uh, pretty fraudulent for their record. How
11: about this? Is Would you take Christian McCaffrey? If you had Christian McCaffrey healthy today or Saquon Barkley healthy today, which one would you take?
5: And I'm guaranteeing their health.
11: Yeah, like is that you get them their production, health, a full healthy season at their best.
5: Uh, man what i'm going christian McCaffrey. I, I know i guess i would take mccaffrey but it was it's close to me people uh, after but that, that well, they, what's your point on that you're doing like two of the best running backs <laughs> like, what are you, like, what's you give me- my point on that yeah okay. hold on here my point on that is on that, that little
11: exercise we just did McCaffrey i thought i thought Barkley. it would be an easier set i think i, it, think, I so. think it would be clearer to pick christian mccaffrey okay, i disagree but, I mean, and that's how people jumped off the Christian McCaffrey bandwagon in year two. Here's one other thing, though, I want to add to that part about when when you look at what they did last year, you got to be really careful in the NFL about playing, paying people based on past production rather than future production. And that's really the thing here is it's not about giving Saquon the money on a short term. I mean, they signed the franchise tag. No, so he's getting. Uh, yeah, I mean, he's going to get your money. Yeah, he's going to get top yep. five money. So he just wants that money over time, where yeah. he could risk deterioration. And yep. I mean, it's it's fa- look, you understand his point. I know, I understand both sides of right. it. That's why it's – just yeah. it sucks. Yeah, it sucks, but it's part of it. It's yep. the money ball part of football. And then you look at other teams around the league. And my last thing I will put on this is. What teams who have invested heavily at the
5: running back position monetarily are really good right now? Yeah, and they've probably done that research and say it is not. Well, I'm trying not to think doing. the
11: best. I think the the outlier out of all of those is probably Tennessee. It's because they've you. been to the playoffs. Now, you got to put in that they've been in a terrible division uh, and they haven't been able to get over the hump. Derrick well, Henry's the one who's who's earned his money.
5: Yeah, who are the best teams in the AFC? You look at every year now, the Chiefs and the Bills. You can even name some of their right backs. Like, no, they don't care. No, they that's can't, better. yeah. That's, uh, that's not a good argument for the RBs when you think about it from that perspective. All right, Danny, would you rather, if Tom Brady said, I will come out of retirement and play right now, if you cut Mac Jones, get him out of here, who would you take? Brady right now or Mac Jones? Tom Brady. Okay, there you go. Man, yeah, he's that's gonna, also like, that's like uh, the Belichick answer that bias like. pick. That was a bias on bias. I, I, I double thought. biased you. My
8: thought process behind that is if
5: we get Brady for
8: two years, we have a chance, and then we can just draft another quarterback and figure it out for
5: him. Yeah. Go ahead and win now.
8: My thought it.
11: process is that Mac Jones isn't good. <laughs> well. That's my thought process.
5: Yeah. We'll uh, we'll go. We'll, we'll Frumpy Mac Jones. You going to be around this fall, Danny? I'll be here. Oh, good.
11: Okay, good. Who's well. going to make better TikToks, Juju Smith-Schuster <laughs> or Mac Jones? Or, or Tony's
5: 13-year-old some. daughter. <laughs>
11: <laughs> well, they're both on the same team right now. Isn't Juju a, a wide receiver one? Yeah. Why does
5: Mac one? do TikToks? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he did TikTok. But
11: well, he does. Uh, yeah. Well, I don't know if he does TikToks as much as that people have made TikToks out of him, like rapping on the sidelines or something.
8: He danced in the Pro Bowl one time and looked like an idiot and just continued to do it. <laughs> and, and then yeah. His, yeah, Hey,
5: this works. Very on brand. Tony, uh, we will talk to you next week live from uh, Spartanburg, right? Yeah. All right. Good oh, deal. Do I get out of here early? Uh, we're, Ryan Meadows coming right to here. talk some baseball. Yeah. You're right out here. I mean, we only have nothing to talk about, N- nothing but a lot. All at the same time. Yeah. So uh, we'll talk to you. So what days are you going to be there? Be there Wednesday uh, uh, Wednesday through Saturday, and then I'll come back on Sunday.
11: Awesome. Have yeah, fun. So we'll have three. We got a live podcast we're doing at Monster Subs, which is, I know nobody's going to be in Spartanburg, but the real cool part about this though, Clip, is that a listener of our a supporter of our show for a long time owns a restaurant there. So we're giving back to him by having the podcast at his restaurant with nothing in return no like f- monetary compensation but just saying like hey because we've built this you know podcast just on that family vibe so we're gonna get there we're gonna hang out with a bunch of people have a good time
5: very cool uh we will check that out next week tony dunn c3 podcast we'll take a timeout come back talk some baseball Pitt county post 39 state championship insights we'll talk to ryan meadows head coach of the uh, 39ers when we return on pirate radio live after this
0: This is the story of a girl who cried a
9: river and drowned the whole world. Why she looks so sad
0: in photographs? I absolutely love her when she smiles. You're listening to Hour 2 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour is brought to you by Country Mart. Country Mart is open every day and has two locations, in Bethel on Highway 11 and in Stokes on Highway 903. Country Mart, fueling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline. Now, back to the show.
7: Welcome back for the latest breaking news, interesting stories, and awesome contests that can make you a winner. Be sure to follow Pirate Radio on our various social media platforms. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at PR927FM. Join the over 65,000 followers today. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here is Clip Rock. Back with you Power Radio Live
5: here on a Free Beer Friday. Got some bush Light Peach coming your way, a case of that. An hour number 3 to cool you off in these hot temperatures and the boys of summer are out there playing baseball. That includes Pitt County Post 39 uh state championships going on next week and Pitt County is a part of that and their head coach is Ryan Meadows who joins us here in the Pi Radio Studios. Ryan, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. I appreciate you having me. And I uh, took a step back from uh coaching at North Pitt but stayed uh, in command of Pitt County Post 39 and it uh, looks like another great year for your guys.
6: I did. It was um it, it was a good year. I mean, it finished great. It's been a it's been a roller coaster um you know, we've had a lot of ups and downs, and uh, but th- this team has really, really come together in jail the past few weeks when it really counts in, in Legion Ball, which is July. So, uh, yeah, we made a, another pretty good run through our area, uh, won the division, and then uh, won our area championship game over a, a really good uh, Fuquay team the other night to to win our area and uh we're headed back to the state tournament in campbell next week and you, know, you still follow it i'm sure you knew a lot
5: of names and knew what these high schools were doing this year was it any different not being the head coach of a team and seeing these guys on the field every week uh and then taking over as legion coach uh, you know in the past you you probably you knew all the personnel did you still know everybody well this year?
6: actually i'll tell you i i watched more games from the stands this spring combined than i have in my life probably yeah um, with the combination of just, you know, interest, and uh, you know, a lot of my really good friends are, are still coaches, and then um, you know, we talked about it a little bit earlier, but I, I'm, I was at LCC this this spring as well. Right. So, from a recruiting standpoint, um, I was out there trying to do our due diligence there as well. So, um, anyway, I, I, I got a lot better chance to to get a feel for who could do what at this spring actually all right so
5: uh, the action will get underway on tuesday uh, 10 a.m so uh bright and early be out there playing baseball and this will be at campbell
6: at campbell university yeah they hosted last year and then it rotates through who, who is supposed to host every year uh area two which is the wilmington areas they were supposed to host again this year and nobody secured a bid for that so uh the the guys at fuquay have a good relationship with campbell uh, university and that's such a good area so they uh, they put a bid in and got again so uh, it's, it's pretty comforting going there knowing that the rain outs are going to be limited um, you know the field as East Carolina fans know is full turf so you may have a light and delay and a little bit of a rain delay, but you're going to play that day, so you won't get too far off schedule. It's not far travel for us, so uh, it's it's pretty convenient, and we enjoy going there. Yeah, you just had some success there, right? We did. We won the we won the area championship over over fewquay there, and and I'll tell this because I know a lot of people. The biggest question that that i get asked is how do the areas work in american legion baseball so the state is divided into four areas i mean this literally four lines drawn um our area one is uh from the coast all the way to around durham a little past durham um and then area two area three and then area four is out west so the state tournament consists of uh, 8 teams, 2 from every area. Mm. So just about every area has an east and a west. Um, you know, my son kind of relates it to like Major League Baseball. You know, the two, two division winners are going to play for the league championship and then go on and and do that. If you want to relate it to college baseball, it's kind of like a regional, and a super regional, and then the World Series. So, um, all all eight teams that win their division are in it, and then you play that for the area championship, which is for seeding. So there's going to be four one seeds that win their area, and then four two seeds, and that's how the brackets built. I asked so, uh, the East guys when I talk about going to Campbell and other places
5: about. playing playing on the turf and i know infielders like it they say you get a truer hop i guess and you don't have to worry about that but how about your guys adjusting? yeah
6: and i'm sure they can attest to this but not all turf is built the same um you know different turfs have different hops um some play more true than others campbell's is really good really good now what i will tell you is something that they don't battle as much as we do playing on the summer is the heat Um, easily 12 to 15 degrees hotter on Mm -hmm. the turf than in the stands, easily in in the middle end of July than compared to, you know, March or or April. Um, So uh, that's definitely an element and a factor next week. But uh, as far as the field condition, it doesn't get any better than – than the the type of turf that Campbell has. And not to age you or, or myself, Ryan, but uh, how, how many games did you play on turf when you were coming up? Um, Zero. <laughs>
5: <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and then yeah. it's it popping up more and more. Yeah, ass, right? I think
6: so, the only time we saw turf was like the old school, like veteran stadium days when... People would tear up their legs and stuff. Yeah, they, they built what the, the St. Louis Cardinals at Bush Stadium did drive balls into the ground and beat them out, and <laughs> they'd have four hopper base hits to left field. Yeah, exactly. It was just turf and concrete underneath. It was no nothing else yeah it's so, a little more advanced yeah, uh, these it's days. A, lot, a lot better now
5: who are uh, some of the guys that have been uh, that have put you in this position Ryan that uh, you're excited to see play next week
6: man I tell you um, we, we've we had some great individual performances we've had it's really just come together as a team um you know, it starts some some local guys. Uh Luke Lambert from D.H. Conley has been been really good for us on the mound. He didn't get a chance to pitch very much in high school. We was going to college at Pembroke to pitch and wanted to get his innings up. And he was just so valuable for Coach Mills at third base and hitting. And I mean, he's blessed with the plethora of arms over there. Luke was was really good. He just they had a lot of really good guys. Yeah. But um. He's been unbelievable for us this summer, um, you know. So it really starts and stops with him. We've had uh, the two Smith kids. Landon Smith has emerged as a as a pretty good shortstop for us. He he again didn't play the field that much for Conley. Was kind of a DH pitcher guy. He's he's used this summer to really expand on on his abilities and his that's color. the fun part about legion too right it's, it's where you crazy. get to do
5: some different things and it, show
6: off your talents. yeah man it's uh we, our our roster wasn't exactly constructed for high level success this summer I'll, I'll, I'll put it that way um you know we just it was just the nature of the beast we had a lot of different kids that graduated from you know local high schools that chose to go do other stuff vacations or you know, trips or, or work or whatever, and uh, but the kids that we had that wanted to play, um, we had to find a way to use them, and and they've been receptive of everything that we've asked them to do, and and they went from being receptive to excelling. Um, you know, we used the month of June to figure out what everybody can do, and now they're pretty comfortable. And you know, it's I think a coach's job. I don't care what level to to find a way to maximize the abilities of the kid and uh that's kind of we've had to talk them into and, and they've bought in as the last few weeks have been fun awesome uh game one for Pitt county post 39 coming up 10
5: a.m on uh tuesday against cleveland county and uh, what's the format ryan you
6: win you're in the winner's bracket lose lose. yeah bracket. so they've done pool play though when i first started in 16 and 17 we went It was the same bracket as it is now, and then at eighteen they started pool play. Um, they've done that for several years. Well, they're going back to double elimination this year. This year, so it's just a basic double elimination bracket. If we win, you know, game one on uh, on Tuesday, I think we'll play at like one o'clock on on Wednesday. If not, you're playing at ten a.m. again, and you lose twice, and you go home, and I guess you're, you know, four four wins away from from winning that thing. So. That's what we're going to try to do. We're going to try to win four of our five games. If you win, is there another level you go yeah, to? Yeah, oh, yeah, definitely. And that's the cool thing about American Legion. You know, the g- cool thing about being in North Carolina is you actually don't leave the state. Um, if you win this, uh, you go to the Southeast Regionals, and that is in uh, Randolph County. They've got an unbelievable stadium. That's actually televised on ESPN, but what, awesome. is, what isn't these days? <laughs> yeah. It's on something, ESPN. So I was going to ask, are these games yeah. being streamed the, at all? The, uh, you know what? I'm not sure. Okay. Maybe, maybe Let me know It, it wasn't go. last year. Maybe Game Changer or something. But if you win the Southeast Regional, you go on to Shelby, um, which is the host of the World Series, and they do an unbelievable job. And, and that's on ESPN1. I mean, that's a pretty big deal. Yeah. So. Uh, and, and actually, the guys that are playing Cleveland County, that is Shelby. So, they're legion born and bred in that community. I mean, they're the, they are the—they play in the Shelby Stadium for their home games that the World Series is in. So, it's a pretty big deal there.
5: Man, we wish you the best of luck, Ryan. We'll, uh, we'll keep tabs on it next week and uh, let folks know what's going on and maybe try to get you on as well if you guys can stay in that winner's bracket and keep moving along.
6: Uh, your boy uh, getting ready for some fantasy football? Getting he, geared up? He is, man. They... um his uh, Tar hill Little League team won the state again last week and uh, I think they play in the Tournament of State Champions again over in Wilson next week in the nice. 11-year-old division. But, we have started having initial fancy football talks. There you go. I think as soon as they uh, they wrap baseball season up, he's going to go in full GM mode. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah. yeah. Just kind of yeah. ease your way in now. Yeah. Keep playing baseball. We gotta
5: then, we gotta start thinking about keepers and yeah, you know, that kind of thing. It's that time. So, yeah. Ryan, good stuff, man. Uh, if anything else we need to know, uh, I don't about think your so. Guys? Yeah.
6: Just re- wish us luck, and if you can get a chance to get to Campbell, it's a pretty good drive. Um, you know, and uh, root us on and come see us. Awesome. Uh, Pitt County Post 39, game one coming
5: up Tuesday at 10 a.m. as they try to stay in the winner's bracket, win, and advance to the uh, Southeast Regional. That'd be awesome. Ryan, thanks for joining us, man. Hey, thanks, thanks for having me. All right. Ryan Meadows joining us here on Pirate Radio Live. We'll take a break, come back, talk to the voice of Dowdy Ficklin Stadium and Amenges Coliseum. Morgan Ehlers joins us when we kick off hour three of Pirate Radio Live after this.
1: When she smiled.
11: How many
9: days in a year when she won't?
7: for daily updates, tiebreakers in Greenville at Bell's Fork and in downtown Winterville on Railroad Street. Now let's head back in to PRL. Here's Clip.
5: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a uh, Friday. I just saw the um, freeboot Friday schedule for this year. Let's check it out. All right, so September 8th, you've got the Vagabonds performing. Okay. You familiar no, nah. I'm not either. Okay. Um, September 22nd, Elton John Tribute Band, the no, early you're years. you're talking. Rocket Band. Let me skip a, a week and go, uh, skip a performance and go to November 3rd. Tell me lies, the Fleetwood Mac experience.
7: Tell me lies, tell me. Sweet,
5: but October 20th, performing at Freeboot Friday. The landslide <laughs> brought us down. Sher- People forget Shirley's the lead singer for that Fleetwood Mac <laughs> babe band. Um, October 20th, Sean Kingston. Now, that's the guy. Beautiful, Beautiful girl.
7: Girl. Yeah.
5: Yes. Oh, they want to do, do you know, have Wait, wait, wait,
7: wait. Suicidal. Say that again, please. Suicidal. Sean Suicidal. Kingston. Suicidal. Somebody called nine one one. Shorty burning up on, on the, the
1: dance floor. Whoa! Oh. Oh.
5: Oh. When I hear Sean Kingston, I think about um, Mr. Robert, R.I.P. My, my dad's right hand man, great man. I was around him uh, a lot of my life, working and uh, you know farming and stuff. But he—I uh, don't know what particular kind of music he liked, but he'd jump in a truck if uh, one of us younger people were in there. And it was the summer that that song played over and over again. <laughs> and suicidal. I was sure one time suicidal. he said, I wish this guy would go ahead and do it so I could stop hearing this damn song. <laughs> <laughs> and that's all I can think about when I hear Sean Kingston now. Yeah. So rest
1: in peace, Mr. Eeny, Robert. Any meeny, Money moe, lover was a good one, too. Him and Justin Bieber.
5: No way that was a good one. Any meeny, mighty. Actually, it was la, a pretty good la. song. No chance. So are you guys pumped for Sean Kingston? Am I? Look at me, Danny. Do you know who Sean Kingston is? <laughs> <laughs> I sure do. All right, thank you, Danny. <laughs> that button's tough sometimes. You'll uh, get it, yeah. intern Dan, aka Danny Bill, pumped for Sean Kingston. All right, is uh, Morgan Ayler's joining us? Morgan Ayler's. You can go do some uh, some Sean Kingston karaoke yes, when you uh, when DJ Captain Morgan is out and about. Morgan, how you doing today?
4: I'm doing great. My question is though, you've got an Elton John tribute. Yep. You've got a Fleetwood Mac tribute. Yep. How is the Sean Kingston, how is Sean spelled? It could be a Sean Kingston
1: tribute. <laughs> oh, it's, it's, like, it's, it's not S-E-A-N, it's
5: S-H-A-W-N. S-H-A-W-N. Good point. Uh, and yeah, you're right, because I'm performing as Eldon John this weekend, <laughs> and uh, I've sold a lot of tickets for that, Morgan. People don't know.
4: Yep, all three people, and two of them uh, have called and said they're not going
5: to be there. <laughs> uh, yeah, that what a what a scam that would be if uh, some dude named Sean shows up claiming to be Sean <laughs> Who's Kingston. Who's that guy? That's Sean. <laughs> That's Sean Kingston. Uh, Morgan, how you doing, buddy? I'm Sean, Kingston.
9: I'm
4: Sean Kingston. I'm here to
5: do some country music. <laughs> <laughs> Morgan, uh, what you been up to?
4: Just working a lot, bud. Gonna, yeah, actually got a play tonight right across from the radio station at uh, Fifth Street Hardware, eight to eleven. Awesome, plug. Come on out.
5: Yes, sir. Going out and uh, see DJ Captain Morgan. We're getting fired up for some pirate football. Morgan I have Phil Steele on yesterday. And Phil, like everybody, uh, wondering to see what it's going to look like without holding Ayler's at quarterback for ECU. And Phil does his homework. He has his lengthy chats with the head coaches, that includes Mike Houston. And uh did say that Coach Houston is talking up Mason Garcia and also told him that, you know, he thinks they can win as well with Alex Flynn. So we're, we're waiting that quarterback back. in fall camp uh but uh it looks like phil still thinks mason garcia will be the quarterback as a lot of folks do
4: yeah i think it's going to be a very interesting camp i think both of them can go out there and win i think mason we've talked about it many times he's got all the tools and now it's just his time to go out there and it's going to there's going to be a learning curve but unfortunately he's got a three-week learning curve and then he goes to the big house in Ann Arbor, and then you know it's going to be trial by fire. And you know, will will there be mistakes made? You know, sure, there will be. But I think there's going to be a lot of positives to to pull out early, and hopefully, uh, uh, as the Pirates season moves on, you're going to see a lot of uh, growing and maturity from the quarterback position for the pirates.
5: One bright note, Rajay Harris announces he is cleared and 100% ready to go, Morgan. And I'm going to – a big Rajay fan on and off the field, but I'm going to temper my expectations. This is – guys like Adrian Peterson make it look easy coming off – a major injury and running for 2,000 yards. It, it, it ain't always like that. In fact, that is, uh, that is not the norm. That's uh, thats superhuman stuff there. But I'm hoping he can come back, be a part of the team. It's just great to, that, that I think for the rest of the team, they're going to have him around his spirit, and what they can get from him on the field uh, will be a bonus. But a very important player, I think a very important guy to have around the locker room too.
4: Oh, I definitely agree. Roger, he's such a, a positive Uh, role model for for the players there and just a positive impact I think you'll probably see the the running back room be very similar to what it was the past couple years with Rajay getting half the carries and I think you'll see Marlon Gunn and uh, I think there's a Javius Bond I believe is his name Uh,
5: Houston likes him a lot yeah I,
4: I think you'll see both of those guys getting in there with with Marlon probably getting the bulk of those shares but it wouldn't shock me to see Bond in there and start getting more and more carries as the season wears on. It'll be instead of a two-headed monster, so to speak, I bet it'll be a three-headed monster this year.
5: Yeah, I know Coach Houston loves his backs, and I'll see a lot of those guys get touches this year. Morgan, in years past around this time, or in early August, you've uh, you've thrown out some names. I remember a couple years ago you said, hey, this Ryan Jones guy, look for him. He's, a, he's quite a talent. He's going to be good. Last year you said... Uh, big year coming for isaiah winstead and at the time you know we didn't know these guys so uh, you might have had some intel uh that maybe you don't this year but have you uh, talked to any any coaches any players anybody uh maybe some newcomers to keep an eye on this year
4: well i think if he stays healthy this year i think uh, Jalen johnson said to have a really really good year i mean i really liked him last year when he was healthy he came back for the bowl game and uh, he's a tough young man. You know, the transfer from Georgia a year ago. If you remember in the Birmingham Bowl, the the touchdown pass that he caught over, uh, over the middle, and he caught it running uh, from right to left. And as soon as he caught it, there was a guy coming full speed left to right and hit him, and he just drilled him, and he hit the ground, popped up. Here's a football, you know, scored a touchdown, ran off the field. And uh, I think he could have a really strong year. And I think our defensive line this year, I know. Uh, we've talked about that how how they've played a lot as true freshmen and redshirt freshmen but these guys have had three or four years experience now and they've all been playing together I think that could be a really big key for the Pirates this year is to the play their defensive line
5: Morgan Hayler is joining us Morgan real quick back on that wide receiver position um couple of names here so Kerry King has been around a while we saw him as a spring darling a, a couple of years ago um, and it's tough to get on the field when you got two 1,000 yard receivers and a guy like Josiah Hatfield who's been in it quite a bit uh, so for Kerry uh, we're kind of waiting to, to see him maybe do it on game day small stature but uh, I know his teammates like him his coaches like him and then let me throw out one more uh, a healthy Brock Spalding he, he kind of came in after Tyler Sneed left uh, and we look at him and his his numbers his measurables and we say okay can he be the next tyler sneed so how about those two in particular uh, anything holton said in the past or uh, coaches you've talked to players you've talked to on carrie king and brock spalding what kind of players can they be
4: i think with carrie i think he had uh, a little bit of a breakout game in the birmingham bowl last year he got a lot of uh, looks and touches there were a couple plays that i think if he went back and looked at it he said man i should have made those or Maybe you should have stepped out of bounds, that kind of thing. But the thing, what I like about him is he was there. You know, and young players are going to make some mistakes, but again, you grow from it, just like we talked about the quarterback position. And I think Brock's going to be the same way. He's got the physical tools, he's very, very fast. He was one of these uh, elite track guys in high school. I know he was recruited uh, as a track person as well and often just to stick to football. Uh, But he's got really good hands and. These guys just got to get on the field and start making plays. I mean, Tyler Snead, you know, he, he grew into that fantastic receiver we had. But he didn't walk onto the field the first game, and he wasn't that guy. He gradually moved into that, that work ethic and that reliability because it takes more than just, hey, I'm the best receiver out there. Then you've got to develop that that chemistry with the quarterback. And, you know, the quarterback's got to know, hey, if I'm in trouble and I'm rolling to my right, you better be rolling to the right too and try to bail me out. And Tyler was so good with that. I had a conversation today. It's funny because uh we're talking about well, would Tyler make it in the NFL? I know he's you know doing great in the CFL right now. Yeah uh, the guy I was talking to, we were talking and he's going, Yeah, but you know, he's not that 50-50 ball receiver. Tyler never was. But he's as tough as nails. But he what he did so well, and I think this is where Kerry King and Brock Spalding can do, they can get off the line of scrimmage and get open. You know, Tyler had this uh, unique ability to, you know, I don't know if you want to call it a little wiggle move or jab move, whatever the case may be, but technique-wise, he could get open and he's just enough where that ball was going to get in there. And, uh, you know, you never count out that 50-50 ball. Look what happened at the, the Navy game two years ago, and the, the last drive before the uh, uh, the game-winning field goal. You just, you know, those kind of guys, but it takes a little while to develop that that toughness, that game awareness uh, but they've got all the tools. They really do, and uh, you know, I think you're going to see them on the field a lot this year.
5: Morgan Aylers joining us, Pirate Radio live line. Uh, ECU basketball in the news yesterday. Morgan found out the opponents we'd be seeing in conference home and home, uh, road only and uh, and home only. And kind of a bummer that Morgan Aylers will not be announcing the starting lineup for the final four participants from a few months ago, FAU. That'll be a road game only for East Carolina along with UTSA Rice and UAB. We will get to see Penny and Memphis and they might come in ranked uh, when they get here morgan we'll also see you know, still trying to beat wichita state here uh maybe we could do that this year uh, and who knows what kind of team smu is going to have temple will be here in north texas uh, i am excited uh for charlotte i don't know how good they'll be i just like playing an in-state team and we'll see them home and away so you saw that uh, yesterday morgan memphis here unfortunately fau not here uh but i am excited about charlotte what do you think of the uh, the pairings as far as the schedule goes
4: you know, I think I've learned a long time ago, especially in basketball. It's unless you unless you're the the school that schedules the team and makes it the schedule you want, you just sort of take what you get. You always hope for these really good teams to come in and you know really draw a crowd. But uh, I think bottom line for the Pirates is we've got to go out there and establish a winning tradition. And if you play twelve teams that you go out there and routinely beat in year are 12-0 or 18-2, and 2, you're going to have a great crowd in Williamsburg in and Menchie's Colossae. If you start winning, you're going to have a great crowd. And now if you can beat some of these teams that are coming in, knock off of Memphis or, you know, beat some of these teams. And I think Coach Schwartz and his staff are doing a really good job of recruiting. They've got some transfers in. Uh, you've got uh, some guys coming back that I think have a chance to be, you know, top of the league as far as talent-wise with, with Ezra, and I think RJ can have a really good year this year. So it's going to be fun to watch, and I think the Pirates uh, possibly could be getting into that postseason category now and postseason talk. Oh,
5: Morgan, don't get me too excited, man. Clip, when have I ever said that? Now, I guess you don't say it much. When have I
4: ever said that since we've been talking to I bet
5: you said it. I just overlooked it. You probably did. <laughs> uh, but I, but you, I believe that you believe what you're telling me right now. So,
4: well, I mean, you look at the the talent. We're as talented as we've been.
5: I agree with that. Yeah,
4: uh, and it's not just okay. We've got a couple guys that can shoot the basketball. We're a well-rounded team, size-wise. We can compete with anybody I think in the league. Uh, it's just a matter of these guys have to go out and again start winning. And start believing in themselves and and getting that confidence, that little swagger on the basketball court. If they can do that, uh, I think it's going to be a fun team to watch.
5: Morgan Aylers joining us, Pirate Radio Live Line. Morgan, we'll let you get ready uh, for work tonight. Going to be over at uh, Fifth Street Hardware. So uh, that'll be fun and uh, be playing the hits tonight, I guess. I'm
4: doing a little bit of dance music, some karaoke. So you can come out there and sing your one hit song.
5: There you go. Uh, Eldon John may be there tonight, folks. Eldon John. I need Eldon to come in. <laughs> Eldon. Morgan, thanks for joining us, man.
4: Thanks a lot. You guys have a great weekend.
5: There is. DJ Captain Morgan, a.k.a. Morgan Ayler, is joining us on the Pirate Radio live line. And yeah, I'm not going to get excited about basketball yet. I want to. You know I want to so bad. I know. But it I, happens to me every year. I know. It'll happen. We got plenty of time to do that. I
1: will say this: This is the earliest I've been
5: excited about basketball. <laughs> I'm serious, because know.
1: around this time I'm not like not even thinking about basketball, but it's like you get that first month, maybe that first month and a half of football season in. and You're like, oh man, they start like advertising it at football games, like get your tickets for ECU and uh, Coppin yeah, State, get your, now. get your tickets for ECU Coppin State at Menchie's Coliseum, and I'm like, oh man, it's basketball season's coming up, and then but like right now, like. I'm excited about basketball, and we haven't even
5: started EC football yet. I love the roster, but more so, Chandler. I have you great. I have. I love you. I have great respect for Mike Schwartz. Just great respect. Great respect too. I got great respect, I, I, Shirley. I got. Re, I got re, great respect for great Bush respect. Peach. I great, got, for Bush Peach. Yeah. You have great respect for players hitting softballs. I have great respect. Great respect too. How long can we say great respect? Great respect before Shirley. Great respect to great respect from Mike Schwartz. Great respect. Great look, and and that's a good question. I'm starting to say think Shirley does not have great respect. Man, asking him a
1: question and getting a good question from Mike Schwartz is a very rewarding. Great question. Has he ever said your name? Yeah. Yes. Yes. No. Yeah. He did.
5: That's a great question, Chandler. Great question. Great respect. Shirley has disrespect for all of us here and the listener because she doesn't. Great,
1: great,
5: great disrespect to Shirley Rhodes, who done does... kind a of respect for. Cash. Uh, I I want the whole thing Give it to us I want the whole Just ton of
9: respect For Campbell And their program And their coaching staff Ton of respect For Coach Dixon Ton of respect For Coppin State As a program Great great respect For the High Point program Coach Smith Great respect For Temple Their program Coach McKee Great respect For uh, Coach Dawkins And uh Central Florida program. Great respect for Coach Gregory and South Florida program. So much respect for Rob Lanier and the SMU program, their coaching staff and their players. Incredible respect for Wes Miller and the Cincinnati program, their basketball team, their players, their coaching staff have always had great respect for him as a coach and their program. Respect for Coach Sampson and the Houston program. respect, 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 respect,
5: respect 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 that's the guy you <laughs> want leading your team A guy that's, that has the respect because F- Na- C-t. it takes respect to get respect you have to respect your opponent for them to respect you respect is earned not given so and mike uh, schwartz has earned my respect there is a video i don't know if y'all seen it but there's a
1: video of this professor that the professor from am1 (laughs) no not the professor but there's a professor and somebody sat at the front of this class and i guess started recording it because it it seemed like an everyday thing it was like a ritual it was like an everyday thing that he would come and say hello and this is how mike
5: schwartz is this is how it goes Put it up to the mic, Chandler. Hello. 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 Hello.
0: Hello. hello.
5: The same hello every day. Just hello
8: hello the amount of memes that have come from that video you could go cleveland brown quarterback carousel you could go so many others but it's, it's actually unbelievable how many things have come out of that video it's very,
5: very very good oh wait there's more uh, chandler i think we got it buddy Uh-oh. Uh-oh.
10: <laughs>
5: <laughs> but that's how it is with mike schwartz great respect
10: anytime
1: to... he walks into like he comes in and we're like okay let's get our camera ready let's get our uh handhelds up there to record And he'll go, he'll scoot his thing up and he'll go, all right, uh, great respect to, and that's how he starts it every single time.
5: Great respect to you.
1: Just
9: a ton of respect.
5: Robert Skipper. He says, great respect for ECU football. He says, please, no basketball. You know what, Robert? I'm taking back my respect that I gave you. No respect to you, Robert. I'll take that back too. Some respect to you. But we're talking basketball on this show, buddy. Uh, Twenty percent respect to you. Yeah. What's the uh, no basketball? No basketball. It's like July twentieth. What else are we going to talk about? What do you want to talk about? I mean, it's July twentieth. It's basketball season, practically. Maybe we got
1: the ton of respect, like a ton. Here is what an elephant weighs. Like, imagine an elephant.
5: Okay. Inside that elephant is respect. It's just full of respect. Full of respect. Yeah. And I okay, well now what do I imagine? <laughs> is that
1: not funny to you, Danny?
5: <laughs> no. This, I, I'll speak for him, no.
8: Absolutely
7: not. No. To me, what's funny is the fact that you said baseball.
5: Well, that is how he uh spells it on uh YouTube. Basketball. Who? Uh Robert Skipper. Oh. Who I'm only giving uh, 18% of respect to. Respect. Right. Okay,
7: I apologize. I thought Chandler's <laughs> command of the English language had slipped again.
5: Nah. I mean, it happens so often, Shirley. I'm not going to blame you. But uh, that one. Don't underestimate <laughs> it, Shirley. <laughs> <laughs> show the man a little respect.
1: Uh, show me some respect. Just kind uh,
5: respect. Uh, you know who would love Mike Schwartz? Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> no, respect, get, no, got respect. Got no respect. I get no respect at finally all. finally get a little respect but uh, wasn't meant to be. All right, let's take a break. Shirley, you want to go ahead and open up the live line and make somebody a winner right about now? Great sure. respect give to Anthony, away, Anthony Give it Kiedis. away, now. give it away, give it away, give it away now. Give it away, give it
10: away, give it away now. Wow, power, wow, Randy, kind of awesome.
5: Anthony Petis, <laughs> great respect to you. We are giving away a case of Bush Light Peach 317-1250. What call are you looking for? The huge Caller 12 is a winner right now. 317-1250. It can be all yours. We're back with more Pirate Radio Live after this.
7: bethel on highway 11 and in stokes on highway 903 and both locations are top of the line fuel stations serving shell gas including 93 ethanol free high octane gas which is the best for boat owners country mart filling you up with great food and your engines with great gasoline and congratulations to steve hill of greenville was the big winner of our free beer friday now let's head back in to prl here's clip
5: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live, here on a Friday, a free beer Friday, taking a look at the Buccaneer Music Hall scoreboard presented by Dubbuck. Dubbuck. Gavin Williams on the bump tonight as the Philadelphia Phillies take on the Cleveland Guardians. So, Gav making a home start tonight. Guardians, let's see where they are. are they still hovering around first place in that week AL Central. All right. I was about to ask, isn't that division very bad it is brutal uh but the twins, the twins are a couple games over 500 and two games up right now on cleveland in the al central uh how about the o's they are a game ahead of the rays now after beating them last night game two of that series coming up tonight you can hear it right here on a pirate radio braves beginning a series then millie Walkay. They will take on the Brewers tonight. Dodgers-Rangers, that'll be a good series uh, for the first-place team in the AL West versus the first-place team in the NL West, matching up this weekend. So a few uh, series to keep an eye on tonight in Major League Baseball. Uh, If you're Chad out there, he's excited about Slam Ball on ESPN tonight at 7 o'clock. I can't find that anywhere on my Buccaneer Music Hall school board. Uh, Uh, World
7: Cup tonight, too, as well.
5: Damn, I wanted to get to that and I wanted to bring it up without you doing it, Shirley, but I failed. <laughs> uh, I like some night sporting events, and we got a nine o'clock.
9: Nine kickoff. o'clock. Yep.
5: USA versus Vietnam. Vietnam. You are correct. Vietnam. Sir. Uh, that is tonight. Also, I just saw, I didn't know this was still a thing. The X Games. <laughs> they still do that? Yeah. Danny, you into the X Games?
8: Not even a little Snowboarding. bit. Snowboarding? I was never a big skateboarder or snowboarder guy when yeah. I was little, so never got into it.
5: Yeah, uh, not on my radar, but apparently that is still going on. Uh, but yeah, World Cup tonight, I believe, will be on Fox. Charlie, does that sound right? Uh,
7: yes, I think it's Fox um, and Telemundo.
5: All right, so wherever you mm-hmm. get your World Cup action, it uh, will be available for you tonight. One final... Uh, Cubbies beat the Cardinals. So Landon Ginn can text Tyler Broughton and say, ha-ha. In your face. In your face. Uh, hoping to hook up with Landon uh, next week here on pirate radio live all right right now uh we will talk some golf earlier today i uh, had a chat with mark greenhelge golf shop radio show and not a whole lot has changed on the leaderboard everybody was just about finished uh, by the time we talked as brian harman uh, still up five strokes on tommy fleetwood with everybody done for the day talked to greenie a few hours ago and uh here is that chat. greenie how you doing today
3: I'm doing great.
5: Clip, how are you doing? Doing good. Uh, And at the time of this conversation, still got a few golfers on the course uh, out at the Open Championship. And uh, right now, as we sit, Brian Harmon in the lead at 10 under par. Um, And Greeny, I've got to say, I'm not too familiar with Brian Harmon. Tell me about this American that's uh, on top of the leaderboard right now.
3: Well, he's a, a left-hander, so we don't see a whole lot of those anywhere in the game of golf. Very few are out there actually uh, playing at the top levels, but we have some seen like Phil Mickelson and have some success before, but uh, Brian Harman tied for second back in 2017 at the US Open, which was won by Brooks Kepka. Actually, him and Tommy Fleetwood had the the final round uh lead starting the day and Brooks Kepka blew right past both of them. So, we could have that same situation coming up this weekend where we have Harmon and Fleetwood one, two going into the weekend. He also finished tied for sixth last year at St. Andrews in the open championship. So he has played well a couple of times in majors, but not somebody that you traditionally see at the top of a lot of leaderboards. He's won a couple of times in his career, but uh, you know, you and I always talk about guys that you should look at coming into events, right in the major championships. Well, Brian Harmon In his last three events, was tied for second at the Travelers, tied for ninth at the Rocket Mortgage, and tied for 12th last week at the Genesis Scottish Open. So his form has been pretty good over the last few weeks.
5: Yeah, and uh, that is paying off for him so far through two days in the Open Championship with uh, that minus 10 he's put up right now. And again, Tommy Fleetwood, we're uh, recording this around 2.30 Eastern time, so uh, Fleetwood's still on the course along with some others, Wyndham Clark, Cameron Young. But it does look like Harmon will go into Saturday with the lead and and a pretty decent lead, depending on what Tommy Fleetwood could do here. So you've got some other names, uh, you know, Jason Day at at three under Jordan Speed, two under Clark and Younger at two under right now. But uh, that's a pretty sizable advantage. And I guess we'll just see if he can hold on or if any of these other golfers can get hot on Saturday and Sunday.
3: Yeah, and, you know, we talked a lot. You know I'm a stats guy, so when you start looking at Brian Harmon's stats, I mean, his total strokes gained compared to the rest of the field is plus 14.74, and a lot of that is from the putting side. He's a very good putter, so plus 8.36 on the putting side. So once you look over the next 36 holes, you know, it's funny. We've been waiting for weather, waiting for weather at the Open Championship. Well, it looks like that overnight and most of the day tomorrow it's going to be a pretty ugly-looking day. Probably into a lot of Sunday and maybe by about the time the leaders tee off on Sunday afternoon, it might be improving a little bit. So that's what you look at from that perspective is that, man, he's killing it. He's made a lot of putts. He's on the positive side of everything. But the putting has really been the thing that has kind of bailed him out. I mean, he had a great start. He made a good putt on the first hole today. He birdied three of his next uh, four holes to kind of give him a good start. And then he really hung on through most of the round and made an eagle on his last hole, the par 5 So he made a lot of good saves, made a lot of good up and downs. So that's what you look at. Can he continue to do that as the pressure mounts? Statistically, you would probably say no, that he's going to back up a little bit. But the question will be, who's going to be the one that puts pressure on them?
5: Yeah, and that's where I wanted to get to next. Uh, Greeny. Mark Greenhild is joining us as we uh, look at, you know, the the odds to win, the odds to kind of get back in this thing. Who are, you know, any of those names I mentioned earlier or even guys further behind you think could make a run on Saturday and Sunday?
3: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see when you start looking at the odds and what the odds makers are saying uh you know they've they've got brian Harmon at a plus 150 to win tommy fleetwood at right now at a plus 450 uh the only other person really you know when you start going down the list i mean jason day is plus 1800 all the way down to roy mcelroy which is probably going to be your next best bet is plus 1200 and he's nine shots behind (laughs) what you're going to what you're going to need to see and and the thing you look at tommy fleetwood in several major championships now. He did it at the U.S. Open. He's done it at the U.S. Open before. He's had some exceptional weekends, especially some exceptional fourth rounds when he's kind of been out of it and he's worked his way back into it. Now the question is, can Tommy Fleetwood, that's somewhat in contention, depending on what he does in the last couple of holes here, can he have that exceptional weekend and put pressure on Briar Harmon? We've seen Roy McIlroy shoot, you know, some really low numbers before. In some bad weather, can Roy McIlroy maybe get it going i mean he's been hitting it better than everybody but through two days he hasn't hit it very well at all can he suddenly turn it around and shoot five or six under in some tough conditions to put himself back into it so you you really look at that jason day is another guy that's that's won major champions before and you know can he continue to do something like that i I, this is going to be an interesting one i think brian Harmon's going to have to back up but if he has a really good saturday and continues to have a four or five shot lead he's been fairly consistent over his career in, and not shooting really big numbers.
5: Margarine Elge golf shop radio show joining us greenie. As we look ahead in the schedule, Uh, you've got uh, kind of a local interest with the Wyndham coming up in Greensboro, August the third, you've got, you know, the, the championship, um, coming up, uh, in August and then the Ryder cup September. So I don't know what are you most excited about looking forward to once we get beyond the uh, last major of the season? Is it the local angle, the, the tour championship itself or, uh, the Ryder cup coming up in late September and October?
3: Yeah, it's probably more towards the Ryder Cup. I mean, you know, we have the 3M open next week, and then you have the Wyndham, and that's the two last two regular season events. And then we do the three the three playoff events. So, obviously, the Wyndham is is exciting because of the condensed number of players that are now getting into the playoffs. And then you start really looking at the Ryder Cup. I mean, we have one event before that, the Fortnite Championship, which kind of kicks off the next year. But definitely the Ryder Cup. I mean, you got people like Justin Thomas who – Really, again, not playing well. Shot eighty-two or eighty-one or two-two yesterday, and playing horribly. You know, and has traditionally been somebody that's been on Presidents Cup and rider Cup teams. So, you, you got to look and see how this team's going to shape up. It, it probably comes down to there's probably ten pretty solid guys in this team, but those last two spots are going to be a fight, and we really might have to look at how things go in those playoffs to see who's going to finalize that particular team. So a lot of different things to look at as we talk about these last five events and not really the first one of the new season.
5: Talking to Mark Greenhill's Golf Shop Radio Show, had Phil Steele on the show yesterday, Greeny, to get ready for uh, the college football season. And he is, like myself and like others, uh, not quite ready to, to give the ACC mantle to Florida State, in fact, likes Clemson there, likes Clemson in his college football playoff this year. So you got some some Tigers believers back there, uh, including Phil Steele, as we uh, get closer and closer to the kickoff to football and uh, starting to get excited about that. How about just one more Thursday, Greeny, with no football on TV? You'll have the Hall of Fame game coming up a couple of Thursdays from now.
3: Yeah, can't wait for it. Uh, Like I told you before, I'm going to go to that Florida State-Clemson game. I think that's going to be a big one. We'll see how Florida State kicks off the season uh, battling against LSU. They took them down last year in a a game where you were kind of looking to see which team was going to maybe start their resurrection. It didn't really pan out all that great for Florida State after that win. I mean, they they still had a pretty decent season, but LSU probably had the better season despite that loss. So it'll be interesting to see how both of those teams look because – I think both of those teams kind of have been elevated by a lot of media outlets saying that, man, these two teams are teams to watch. You know, LSU could be in contention for SEC championship. And like you said, a lot of people have Florida State at the top of the charts. Both of them have really dipped into the transfer portal to to make end roads, and we'll see how that works out for them. So, yeah, it's going to be exciting as we get closer and closer to that season.
5: Greeny, I know you'll be uh, keeping a close eye on the Open Championship coming up Saturday during the Golf Shop radio show. What else is on tap for Saturday's program?
3: Well, obviously, this is a, a weird week, too, because not only do you have the Open Championship, but you have the Barracuda Championship on the PGA Tour, which is another event that's a PGA Tour DP World Tour. So, again, you're having that crossover of a bunch of guys that you don't traditionally see. And this is one of those events, too, that is the Stableford system. So... Plus is better instead of minus, which we usually see. And, you, you know, you've got uh, Vincent Norman, who's got now membership of the PGA Tour. He's right in the thick of things in second place. So you look at that. So we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about the the 3M Open that's coming up next week, and we're going to check in with the tournament director for that, uh, Matt, Mike Welch. We're going to check in with Matt Ward of Golf Today UK, who's over in the at the British Open. So he's going to give us a little insight to that. We'll check in with Bill Bender and see where – his media days are going as we lead up to college football. And then we'll also check in with the uh, Orange Whips, Jim Hackenberg. Uh, the great uh, thing to help you get warmed up before your round and also to. Keep you uh, exercised and get your golf game a little bit more in shape. So a lot going on.
5: Mark Greenhouse joining us today on Pirate Radio Live as the Open Championship going on. You can hear uh, the Golf Shop Radio show coming up on Saturday right here on Pirate Radio. All right, let's take a break. We'll come back. More to go. Hour three of Pirate Radio Live back with you after these words.
0: You're listening to Hour 3 of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light. Reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now, back to the show.
7: Welcome back. Taking a look at your stock market report. The Dow closed out the week up two points at 35,227. The NASDAQ was down 30 points at 14,032. And the SP was only up a point at 4,536. That's your Wells Fargo Advisors Financial Report for a personal look into investing. Call Wells Fargo Advisors today at 756 6900 in Greenville. Wells Fargo Advisors LLC, member SIPC. Now back to the show. Here's
0: Clip.
5: Back with you, Pirate Radio Live here on a Friday. As we look forward to the weekend and, uh, I mean, one week closer to Pirate Football, already in the 40s. We did the David Price Construction Countdown to kickoff, and we were at 43, Chandler. Is that what you said? Yes. So, we'll be...
1: All right, we're in the 40s today, this week. Next week, we'll be in the 30s. The very next week, we'll be in the 20s. Isn't that crazy? It
5: is. It Two weeks from now, we'll be in the 20s. It don't seem right. And we'll hit August, and uh, we'll... Have Fall Campbell have practice to follow. By the way, coming up, what no, Monday, Tuesday is AAC football media day. So that is going on in Texas, and we'll have it covered uh, remotely for you. And hear what Mike Houston has to say. Also jeremy Lewis and shane calhoun and i'm kind of interested to get to know some of the other teams as well we've talked about it quite a bit we've gone over the american with jeff Nadeau and talked about it with phil Steele and, and bring it up time to time here on pirate radio but what are uh what does jeff trailer have to say at utsa tom herman at fau starting to get worried about them a little bit just because <laughs> uh phil Steele's his comments yesterday about tom herman loves what he inherited there at fau so could he turn them into uh, you know a power year one of them being in the american what does willie fritz have to say about his uh, two lane team that had their magical year last year can they repeat that this year uh so yeah a lot to What does uh, Trent Dilfer have to say that that's going to be fascinating <laughs> that's right uh trent dilfer at uab we still got a little uh we still got a couple of opponent previews to do as well so we'll try to knock them out next week as we wrap up the season i gotta tell you i've uh not heard much back from Charlotte. I've emailed their uh, their media guy. I have uh, tweeted their play-by-play guy and have had no response. So I might just uh, make them into a rival.
1: I think they should be. Yeah. I th- easily. I think they should be. And I think this situation that you got going on now being ghosted by them yeah. should build on to that rivalry. I think that, I mean, in baseball— Danny Bill, I mean, y'all should hate them next year when they when either when y'all go to Charlotte or they come to Greenville. Y'all should be wanting to beat their tail. Well, ever since when I was a freshman when they came here for
8: the regional, it's always been a bit of a rivalry, especially oh. since, since we played them this year in uh, at Truist in Charlotte. It's a, it's a bit of a rivalry. I think they're coming to our place next year, so it's, it should be a good atmosphere.
1: Yeah, awesome. I mean, yeah, so I think there is a rivalry and them ghosting not just any person. Mm-hmm. But Clip Cliff rock what? Heighten it. I mean, we're coming for blood. I want Cliff. Can in... you try to get Biff, Biff? You could probably find out Biff puggy's number, and he would just be like, "Oh, they didn't get up with you. I'll go on the show."
5: Yeah, I could probably get him. I want Cliff in uh, the the team room before the game. You know, we need to bring you in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If, if I need to come in, do and you speak, see this man? I will. Disrespect. <laughs> they ghosted him last year. They were trying to do the. Football
1: preview and they ghosted this man.
5: I kinda deserve it though, right? Probably ghosting. I've done in my you life. You are a ghoster. I was ghosting y'all last night. I ghosted you. I last know. Night.
1: <laughs> I know. It, it's funny you bring that up.
5: <laughs> I literally ghosted you last And night.
1: guess what? Did you at least see it and did you chuckle? Yeah. You did smile? Yes. That's all that matters, man. Yeah. As long as you saw it, and I mean you could be lying to me right now. And because you did high no,
5: pitch that saw yeah. It. You're like, yeah, yeah, and I was like, that guy looks like the guy that you said it looked like. Here's what hurt the most: Bo. being it so close.
1: Is was being so close um, when I sent it. I was like, man. Yeah, you ever you ever send something to somebody and you're like, man, I can't wait for the reaction. Clue's going oh, oh, I, I can't say that I can't say it, but the Nothing. the guys are gonna love this. <laughs> send it off. I didn't get any response back except from our old intern Atticus. Yeah. My apologies. Who actually thought that was Ben Mintz? By the way, I thought I saw Ben Mintz yesterday at uh, AJ's and it wasn't.
5: It was an imposter. All right. Good segment are you being facetious a little bit but uh we, we talked about some
1: things that was a big word that you just used facetious it's just because my english teacher used it all the
5: time you think your english teacher was showing off like hey look at hey, me watch I watch this words.
1: facetious yeah. and we were like oh my god
5: well ac-
8: according to shirley you d- your english teacher did a pretty bad job
1: who <laughs> <laughs> mine? oh yeah oh
5: yeah i mean i don't know how to speak another strikeout for danny bill he's up to five on the day yeah trying to go you are gonna go the distance I, today hey,
8: hey. rebounding from uh what's that sound i got a, i had to make a big big statement today
5: it's called name that sound i heard it's a, a balk,
1: uh, balk. <laughs> balk. <laughs>
5: but pitch, like pitch clock violation
1: y'all have to learn the name of the game because it um like Micah yesterday said guess that sound i went
5: man this kid first week kids today have no respect no respect
1: either. i mean no respect <laughs> no respect
5: Exactly. You can learn something from Mike Schwartz. You need to go over to that gym, Danny. Uh, Let's take a break. We'll come back. We'll wrap it up here on a Friday edition of Pirate Radio Live when we return after these words.
0: You're listening to hour three of Pirate Radio Live. This hour of PRL is brought to you by Bud Light, reminding pirate fans to stay in the game and drink responsibly. Bud Light, the official beer of the ECU Pirates, and proudly distributed by Carolina Eagle Distributing since 1989. Now back to the show.
7: Welcome back. Did you miss a show on Pirate Radio? Well, you can listen to all of Pirate Radio's archived local programming by subscribing to wherever you get your podcast subscribe today by going to the podcast app on your phone or you can visit pr927fm.com now let's head back into the show here's clip
5: i getting ready to wrap up a week of pirate radio live Need another good movie for lily and i to watch we got through avatar i like your shades thanks man you're fired up you're uh you're about to paint the town honeycutt this weekend right oh yeah man what you got going on a
1: lot of celebration
5: going on the buck got the buck going on this weekend
1: got a little bit of aj uh aj mcmurphy's action little tbs uh my buddy josh he's uh turned the big four five okay so he's celebrating his birthday this weekend so it's
5: gonna be a lot of fun complete game on the video side for uh danny Beal. good work danny yes sir standing up yes sir Tipping, tipping the cap to you Charlie Rhodes, good work as always. We'll be back with you Monday at 3 o'clock for an all-new edition of Pirate Radio Live. Y'all have a great weekend. Appreciate y'all tuning in, being part of the show, and we'll talk to you coming up on Monday. For the crew here, I'm Clip Rock.
0: Jeff Charles, take us home. Have a great night, Eastern Carolina. Thanks for listening to Pirate Radio Live, an exclusive presentation of the voice of the Pirate Nation.